welcome to the Capeless Crusaders, live at the time from the safe house. My name is David Barry at Dr. Barry on varying social media platforms. Joining me again this evening, the evening. Oh, it's gonna be a long one. We're joined by my friend Mickey at. I just forgot all your handles. It, I'm at Dad is unemployed at, on Instagram and Twitter. Yes, at Dad is unemployed. So we are here once again talking about the Marvel uh, Marvel films. We're specifically talking about Phase Two tonight. So basically, the premise behind what we're doing is uh, Mickey has no comic background, and Mickey is watching all of the Marvel movies. Sometimes some of them for the first time, um, some rewatched and kind of re reacquainting himself and he gets to basically experience some of the fun and some of the not so fun all over again uh ruru yes um that this is just one room in the safe house we we have we, we're a fancy safe house we're an underground bunker with uh, several dozen rooms we have a chauffeur uh it's basically the mansion of safe houses so mickey phase two phase two so you, you came out of phase one you're running off that high of I, Avengers. I got the Avengers. I got the Avengers high, and we ran right into Iron Man three. I have questions. Yeah. I, let me let me start by saying this. I didn't hate it. No. And it's not a bad movie. Yeah. It's it's tough. It's it got a tough act to follow. Right. Um. So let let me start here. So I saw this one in the theater. Okay. I remembered very little of it. <laughs> I remember thinking of it. I was going. I was going. Oh, it's. It takes place on an oil rig, which is which it doesn't, but it's right. kind of close because they're talking about an oil tanker and they're at like a shipyard, which right. is as close as I could remember. And I was like, and there's like a lot of Iron Man suits, which was also true. Right. Basically, what I remembered was the final battle scene and nothing else. Yes. So the the thing about Iron Man three, I loved Iron Man three. This podcast was started because we had a group text that was half the people were mocking it, and Steve's and I were like, no, Defending. this is a good movie. The problem with Iron Man 3, the only problem with Iron Man, I mean, movies have problems, but the problem with it is it came after Avengers. It, there was nothing that was going to be able to follow that that was going to stand up. Could they have taken a longer break between Avengers and this coming out? Because it was it was only a year. Yeah. But would, a, would, a, would more time have helped? Could they have put something in between? Or would that have just suffered the same fate? I, th I think it would have... Honestly, I... I think they they were they wanted to keep on their schedule that so they they weren't they weren't going to mess with it. They weren't like they were going full bore like they they had a schedule they wanted there. to hit. <laughs> I I th I think the only yeah, the only downfall is that it just it was coming after them. It, and it's just like I mean, it's it's just like the comics. Like the the comics love this big event, love this huge you know, massive battle, everyone going, going at it. And then it's like, okay, now we get to go back to Spider-Man's fighting the Green Goblin. Like, it's, well, you, sometimes it can be good. You gotta have some of that. I mean, it can't all be 100% all the time or else yeah. the 100% would feel terrible. Exactly, exactly. And you, you have to be able to gauge the rest of it against it. So, so dive in. They've got, let me start here. This casting is amazing. Obviously, yeah. Robert Downey Jr., uh, Gwyneth Paltrow, yeah. Don Cheadle. Yeah. But you also have Guy Pierce. Yeah. He's great. Yeah. Um, in the early going, when he's looking crazy and insane, I I didn't really know what to make of it. It, it reminded me of um, 
I don't even know what movie. Was it Strange Days where just everybody just kind of looks disheveled all the time? Right. Um, <laughs> and I thought that's what we, I thought that's what we were in for was yeah. just kind of crazy mad scientist guy. Uh, but when he comes back, he's looking fit. He's he's cleaned up nicely. Right. Uh, it, was, it was it was like he was on he went on Queer Eye. He got, <laughs> he got cleaned up. They gave him and then and maybe some steroids. <laughs> just a, just a few. Um, but also Ben Kingsley. Gandhi himself is in this movie. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Gandhi who himself, who, which I, I know this is going to, it's already started in, in the, the chat, uh, which, by the way, hello, chat room. Uh, everyone keep it civil because the biggest issue people's ha- people have is Bing Kingsley as the Mandarin because everyone loves the Mandarin from the comics and they, we think we have this comic book accurate villain and it turns out he's just an actor. He's playing an actor. <laughs> So, we're out for the nerd guy. Thank you, son of Mander. That's good. So, so let me let me talk to you about the Mandarin because this is something I didn't understand. So, yeah. in in the movie, the Mandarin is just a front, right, for Guy Pierce's evil plan, right? To just he he literally is just it's just window dressing. Everything's faked. It, what is he in the comics? Is that anywhere in the comics? No. No, they they completely changed his his origin. For is the movie. Killian in the comics? Yes, Killian is in the comics. Um, they're 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 not really associated with each other. The so just mashed them together. They, they mashed them together, and in my opinion, I mean i I liked it, but it, yeah, in, in the in the comics, he's the leader of this this organization. He has magical rings that give him power, so. Because they they mentioned the ten rings that he was the, the leader of the ten rings. It's because mm-hmm. he has these ten like magical rings. This, like that's as far as it goes. He, yeah. Movie. So in in the comics, he's a super villain. He's not just a I'm a um like I, he's not just like I'm a terrorist or I'm I lead terrorists. He's got magic and he's also leading a bunch of bad guys. Okay. So so does it in that in that sense he feels wasted? Like because you can't now. I, you can't now make an Iron Man movie and say, hey, we're doing the Mandarin. Right. You're like, well, we already saw this. Or could we? Exactly. <laughs> so, there, people think that they wasted the villain. But there is a short, uh, there is a, the you know, they, they have the little featurettes. Mm-hmm. Um, there was the the one called The, uh, the Consultant, um, where they talk about, they refer to Tony Stark being the consultant for S.H.I.E.L.D. Um, so they did these to kind of bridge the story in between. Um, also, probably a bit of retcon as they exactly as things happen. exactly because they're like, "Hey, crap! We're we're setting up for ten years. Like, we need to We've be able to cover long, it's we a need long to road. cover our butts." So they, what they did was they actually had a, a short thing called "Hail to the Hail to the Chief" or "Hail to the King," where it's featuring it, it's it's Bill Kingsley in prison, and he's living large because he's the Mandarin. Everyone thinks yeah. he's the Mandarin, but then he gets uh... confronted. By the, actual by the actual Mandarin. Mandarin. So they kind of hinted at the fact that there might be a real Mandarin. He might be in prison, and they might be able to come back. Except for the fact that we have no idea if Robert Downey Jr. is going to even do any more movies. I think he's, I think he's done. Um, especially done if they kill him. <laughs> <laughs> we'll, we'll see who they who they murder in uh, in. Who do they in, get to play the April? Mandarin? They get, what's his... Uh, well, I mean, we got like we already had suggestions there. Donnie Chen. Someone suggested Donnie Chen. Um, Ken Jeong from uh, from Community. <laughs> I, think he's, just I, mean, I think he would be a great good. Mandarin. Uh, he already practiced for it with his role in The Hangover. He yeah, just, he just take that up a level. Right. No, I, I think that would be great because he would he would everyone would be like, oh, well, Bing, Bill uh, Kingsley wasn't 
you know, he wasn't actually the villain. And now you have the actual villain, and it's just this tiny, this tiny <laughs> man who would sound like the bad guy from Big Trouble from Little China. Trouble They'd be like, China. ah, uh, Mr. Button. Shut up, Mr. Button. Like, <laughs> I, I think that would be fantastic. Um, there's some there's some weird stuff in this movie. Yeah. Uh, Tony going rogue. It, it's interesting. Yeah. Playing detective in the small town, not being recognized. Not that believable, right. considering we start, we in the last movie, he's on stage at Stark Expo, and he's... He's extremely well known. He's on TV saying, I am Iron Man, and then he can just walk through a small town. And right. everyone's like, no, it's just yeah, a new... It's because they don't have TV. And it's a small town where con- conceivably people know each other. And they're like, oh, new guy in town who looks exactly like the most the richest man in the world. So fine yeah. with, I'm fine with this. They don't watch the liberal liberal media. Oh. <laughs> uh, yeah. I did like the Adam Pally cameo yeah. uh, in, the, in the news truck. Yeah. And then the... The creepy uh, <laughs> Tony Stark tattoo. <laughs> it was done from a drawing of you that I made <laughs> with a facial point. Yeah. Uh, let me skip. We're gonna skip ahead here. Um, it does get a little jokey in the uh, in the final towards the towards the as we get towards the end. Yeah. They, they, I feel like they. I feel like they. They had. It, they had it going there. Like we don't have enough light moments because it's pretty overall. It's a dark story, and right. you you haven't gotten the full reveal of the Mandarin, and so they just start like cracking jokes. I think they hired. It a comic to come in and just like pop in three jokes here and there. And it yeah. just feels a little, it's a little forced. It's true. Me. It, it was, they, they, it, it seemed like the whole time. Cause like the, one of the, I think one of the, the scenes that's like the scariest is when he, when he has that dream about the aliens from Avengers. Mm-hmm. And then when he wakes up, uh, Gwyneth Paltrow, she wakes him up and then the Iron Man suit like attacks her because it's on defense mode. Yeah. I was like, I was like, wow, this is going to be like, like dark. You know, like this is, yeah. and they, they, they for a while they were they're dealing with the anxiety attacks, like the very realistic. Like, um, yeah, that was. I, I thought that was good. It was interesting for it was interesting for Stark. But then, character. but then it kind of at, at the end it was kind of like, all right, he's cool now. Yeah, he's he's, he's beaten his anxiety because a little kid is like, you fix things, <laughs> aren't you? Don't you just fix stuff? Yeah, yeah which which was yeah. I, I like that moment where he like told him like you fix things, you build things, that's what you do. But then to just completely have that just do away with all of his anxiety. At least for the movie, because his anxiety does come back in the the next Avengers movie. Um, oh yeah, that's right. Yeah, that's right. it. Yeah, it, it it felt it felt a little disjointed, almost like it was two movies. Yeah, uh, the ending to me, I, I like the the final battle scene, the yeah. house party protocol. All those yeah. guys come out. Uh, it was interesting seeing Tony wielding a wielding a pistol. Yeah, uh, which was, it was like it, it caught me. Like I sort of bumped on it, where I was like. I was like, he's got a gun. Yeah, he's got it. He's re- he's gonna he's, <laughs> he's gonna shoot. And um, and Rhodey without the suit, he's dealing. Yeah, he's just dropping guys. <laughs> no problem. Oh uh, uh, yeah, the the whole where they're trying to heat it up to get him out, and then he just punches the guy, yeah. and then it's but they've all got the extremists in them, so it's just like never mind. Nothing happens. Yeah, it's great. Um, but yeah, so I I like the I like the final scene. I think it works. Right, it's, it was entertaining. It was one of those where it was like I was like I don't know about this, and then. You know, ten minutes later, I've not taken any notes. I've not. I've just been watching. Yeah, so it must have been entertained. It's, it's, and I think, especially from um, a '90s kid perspective, like if you watched the Iron Man cartoon, I which, did not. It was just designed like every other cartoon is to sell toys. 
uh, because it's it's literally like the commercials are for the toys from the show you're exactly. watching, exactly. And it's like this is Iron Man's lava suit, this is his ice suit, this is his space, and you're like going through, and you're like, I need all of these, mom, I need all of these. And in the show, it'd be like every episode was like a new adventure that involved him with a new suit, and it was it was kind of like that. It's like he's built a suit for everything. <laughs> it's like he has one that has like the clampers, like yeah, he's the, got the one that's, super beefy one, yeah, the one that's got like the the like the pistons and can like jack the thing yeah, up, and yeah, like they all serve like, a purpose. That is an odd specific iron exactly I, th- I thought i thought that was fun for like like i said if you were a kid watching that cartoon you're like oh look at they're, they're dealing with the fact that he just built a ridiculous amount of suits yeah <laughs> yeah and then he blows them all up yep which we knew he was gonna do because the cold open is him blowing up suits exactly and and is- and it it was when i first saw it um at the uh the first time when i walked out of the theaters i didn't hear him say basically like like I'm gonna get rid of some of my distractions. I thought he was actually. Reti- I thought that was the end of it. I thought That's he was I done. Thought. I thought he was. I thought he was finishing. But he well, says he, he, he ends by chucking his reactor over the, his arc reactor because he doesn't need it anymore. Because he's basically he's basically trying to separate himself from the technology. You know, like he's trying okay. to basically say like I am Iron Man, but I don't need to be Iron Man. Uh, it's, it's, it's gross he, he doesn't. He doesn't. Start. Yeah, exactly. He he puts the reactor in suits. He doesn't need the reactor to live. Okay, that was my next question. So it's like, okay, so he doesn't have the reactor going forward though. He still uses Iron Man suits. They're right. just they just not, have them built in. They're just built into the suit. Yeah. It's an all in one unit. Yeah. <laughs> so it, yeah, it was, and I and I think, um, yeah, it was it was just it was almost it was kind of confusing at first because the way he did that, I was like, okay, is he is he going to be just I thought he was walking away, yeah. except that I had already, I mean, I already known, right. but I'm looking at this going, so they made him quit? But then they do also, in the next couple movies, you don't see him necessarily bust out the whole suit. And it, like, he, he like, he, in, in Winter Soldier, which we'll get to, like, he just has the glove. Oh, yeah. The... So it's almost kind of like, he's, he, he is the consultant. Yeah, toying with the idea of He's, he's toying with retirement. Back. And then he's toying with coming back. Yeah. Everybody has an uncle that says, like, I'm retired, and then gets a new job. Yeah. I mean, I, I think, yeah, it's, I think Ruru got it right with why he destroyed, he destroyed the suits because they were, they were built as distractions for Pepper and they were just, well, not even for, for Pepper. They, they were built as distractions from his emotions and they, they were just completely unnecessary. They were, what happens if I need to do this? What happens if I need to do this? I'm not talking about Civil War. I'm talking about Winter Soldier. Um, but, um, the, um. Yeah, it's like the suits were 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 just something to distract him, and then he has to he has to stop. Like he has to focus. Well, and it gets out of hand, and it ends up hurting Pepper. Yeah, and that's I did. They they buttoned up Pepper real quick by him saying, "Yeah, yeah, I fixed her. Yeah, don't worry about it. Yeah, I know this thing got taken care of. No yeah. problem." Uh, let's go on post credits okay. scene. We get two. Yeah, yeah. Oh no, just one in this one. Tony in therapy. <laughs> but it's 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 Bruce Banner. Bruce Banner, and he says, "I'm not that kind of doctor." Yeah, it's it's okay. It's not not my favorite post credit scene. Oh wait, did I miss? Did I miss Stanley in this? Did you miss Stanley? Let me find it. Hold on, going through. It's like it's like where's Waldo? Yeah, the thing normally is, I circle it. What I, what I found in in the all three Iron Man movies is he didn't he didn't speak. He didn't have speaking roles in in, oh, in all three of them. Uh, in the first one, he um. He's um, in the first one. He's Hugh Hefner, right? In the second one, he's um, Larry King. Yeah, and then yeah. In the third. In this one, where is he? I just watched it the other night, and I'm and I'm trying to remember where he was. Do I have it? 
I don't have it in here. He's got to be in there. No, he was. I missed it, or I didn't write it down. Where's Somebody Can you guys out. stop arguing in the group chat and remind us where Stan Lee was in Iron Man 3? <laughs> I feel like he's just like chilling in a bar in the small town, like because that would make sense. Trucker hat, puffy vest, flannel shirt. That's where I would yeah. put him. Well, apparently they're just going to keep going in the in the chat right. and completely ignore. Let me it. run some quick numbers here. This yeah, yeah. movie was made for two hundred million and it made one point two billion right worldwide, which tells you for this movie, which is not is not nearly as good as a lot of the other ones. It's not it's not a bad movie. They were riding that Avengers wave really hard, right. and this movie definitely benefited from that. Eighty percent on Rotten Tomatoes feels about right to me. This movie's a solid. It's a B B minus in the in the scheme of uh, of. Uh, of Marvel movies, I'll put it right about there. I think yeah. that's, I think that's fair. But some people hate this movie, and I don't think that's I think that's unwarranted, especially considering what we get to go to next, which is Thor two, Thor the Dark World, November twenty thirteen. Yes, uh, real fast. Thank you for looking it up, Tim. How's it going, man? Good to see you. Thanks for hanging out with us at, at Silicon Valley Comic Con. The good looking one is right here, you dingus. What do you What do hey you there. I mean, unless you're talking about the Portuguese one, he, I don't know where he where he's at. And if you're talking about Amy, I don't know where she's at either. Like this is that's what. Thank you, Ruru, the beauty, beauty pageant judge. Yeah, because he has the ten. He has yes. the ten, and he's like so excited with it. That's right. That's what Thank it was. Anthony, Anthony's the good-looking one. Yeah. Also, Manderson. Yeah, he was in it. You dingus. Anyway, back to what we were talking about. Dark World Two. Dark World Two. All right, Thor, Thor to Dark World. All right, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna start with numbers. This movie made for 150 million dollars. Yeah, pretty solid budget. Only made 644 million. It's a big drop off, half of what Iron Man three made. Yeah, yeah. Um, Rotten Tomatoes, 66. percent is the lowest. That's the lowest in the Marvel cinematic universe. I think that's probably gonna stick. Yeah. I mean, I can't imagine. Infinity War would have to be pretty crap. <laughs> would have to suck real bad. Uh, hey, whoa, VGB is in the chat room. Uh, we're talking about Marvel Phase 2. Uh, there's our friend Mickey. He's watched, um, he's re-watching them and we're talking, but he has no comic background, so we're giving him uh, the the ones and twos. So, um, so we don't know Ruru things. So I tell you that, I saw this movie in the theater. Yeah. Um, I was falling asleep yeah. in the theater uh, for which I've never done before, and yeah. I remember just bobbing my head yeah. throughout this movie, trying to stay awake. And there really nothing really grabbed me yeah. about it. Watching it a second time, I remembered pretty much all of it, but I also remembered being like, "Yeah, no, that's all right." I I enjoyed it. I was entertained by it. It is a very weak story. Like I I yeah. was entertained by it because I like I like Thor and I like Marvel movies like. Yeah. So so it's like and that that's that's the 60% right there. I'm like it's a Marvel movie so I so you're, enjoy you're, it. So you're automatically halfway there, 50% right. just for being Marvel. Exactly. And it was also at a time where we were still we had just come out of phase phase 1, so it's like we weren't still sure yet like how much more Marvel we were going to get. Now it's like it's a foregone conclusion. Now it's like okay, like and and it's and we've had such great things since then that it just keeps piling on to how, yeah, to how just, weak of a story it was. Yeah, it just keeps on coming. Yeah. The hits just keep coming. Um, cast is solid. Yep. I mean, we get pretty much everybody back from the mm -hmm. from the first one, including Natalie Portman. Um, we also get Christopher Eccleston, 
Who the ninth doctor. Let me tell you this. I think on Doctor Who, I think he's fine. Yeah. I have no I think he's good. Yeah. He apparently we've talked about this before, yeah. he hated working on this film. Yeah. He hated every minute yeah. of it. And it shows. But what, what but what did he like? Was it Mission Impossible or, or G.I. Gone Joe? in sixty seconds. He loved Gone every, in sixty he, seconds, that's what he it thought, was. He said he said uh, Cage is an ult, is is just the ultimate professional and an yeah. amazing actor. Yeah. And loved working with him. He hated working on this movie. Yeah. Every part of it. And then he talked just he talked so much crap about this movie the entire time after after the press tour. He was I guess he was good on the press tour. Yeah. But, uh, once it was out and released, he was like, No, I, I did not enjoy myself at all on that. Um which I think shows, but then yeah. again, his character's not that great. No, it's it, not... it was that. That is again one of those like sometimes Marvel just takes a villain and then they squander it. So talk to me about Dark Elves. Yeah. So so in Norse mythology, um, there are just like in a lot of other you know mythos, there are different races. There are elves. There are light elves. Um, there are wood elves. There are dark elves. There are giants, ice giants, fire giants, um, Asgardians, who are gods, basically. Um, and so the, the dark elves are just that. They're just they're just evil elves um, who live on Svartalfheim. Yeah, Svartalfheim. Uh, as opposed to Alfheim, where the, where the light elves are. So it's... Uh, he, but, um, but the dark elves are basically just a, a, a permanent... Uh, enemy to Asgard, and I could have used uh, I could have used a little more explanation of of their try, motivation. Tr- I, trying to were, make the them stakes felt low. Yeah, they're just they just wanted they're just to just, there. They just wanted to destroy everything because they wanted it to be dark. It just felt like imagine a Bond movie, a James Bond movie. Because yeah, I talk about James Bond, because I love <laughs> yeah, James do. Bond, I, and a lot of these. There's a lot of parallels. Yeah. Tell you. Um, but like, imagine there's just a bunch of henchmen, and you don't know why they're what right. they're doing. They just walk up and start trying to kill James Bond. And you're like, you just don't like the guy, yeah? Or you're just like, this is like, this is what we do, yeah. Like, it, and and in the in in the comics, Malekith usually has he usually has a plot. He usually has a scheme. Um, and in this one, it was just the Dark Elves wanted to return it to dark. It was really. It's just kind of a fish got to swim. It was. It, it was got to make dark. Exactly. <laughs> it was. It was a vessel. It was a vessel to begin the thought process of the Infinity Stones, because this movie is the first time the Infinity Stones or Infinity Gems are actually mentioned. Yeah, it's the first time that we that they that they name them. Yeah. Exactly. And so I it's like, it like oh, so that's why it's it's in a way it's one of the most important movies because they didn't do it anywhere else yet. It's like they they explained. Like like uh, Odin explained what the Infinity Gems are and how the, the the ether is the only one that's not a physical stone. It's a it's a liquid. Yeah, that might be the most important part of the movie, not in its story, right. but for the Marvel universe overall. Yeah. It's, it's the, like yeah, you, we could deal without the Dark Elves. Could have made a sweet short film. Yeah, about they Marvel. really could have. They could have. It could have just been one of those little blurbs where it's yeah. like just like Odin just like reading a book to Baby Thor about the Infinity Stones, and you're like, oh. Yeah. Um, so I'm going to jump way forward. Yeah. Because yeah. we can skip a lot of this movie. Yeah. Um, I did, there was a scene I really liked where Loki is shape-shifting and he goes on as Captain America. Yeah. I got a good laugh out of that. I enjoyed that. Why they just focus on the enemy? I can't read all of this. <laughs> there's, 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 cover, there's a lot of conversations. I'm reading in college, all right? I'm not doing it anymore. Yeah. <laughs> um, let's see. They do, um... 
Loki does his classic. He does his classic move against with the dark elves, where he says, "This is me. Ah, it's not me. I'm right. actually standing over here." It's exactly. Good, it's a good trick. Works every time. Every time works. Every time. <laughs> and then there's a Steve's yeah. as the Loki's Crusaders. I like that. Yeah. Do a whole movie of that. Um, the boss fight in the end, it just kind of. It's okay. It didn't didn't grab me at all. No. Uh, just kind of like, oh, hey, it, it, we're fighting, and it's over. Yeah. The end. Yeah. It was, yeah, the, this whole, like, like the, the, the realms lining up and everything. It was... Yeah, it kind of reminded me of Portal. Yeah, they sort of, like, yeah, it was, jumped through. Yeah, and... and Yeah, it wasn't... <laughs> it wasn't... It's not. Um, at the end, we get the... There's kind of a fun... It's a good Loki moment where Thor kind of... He's talking to, he thinks, Odin, right. and he's saying, like, hey, I, I'm not going to be king. I'm abdicating. Yeah. And then Loki... is, is Now he's Loki's sitting king. there, and he's all, what's up, guys? Right. right. That was a good moment. Yeah. I, it, was a good fin- it was a good way to finish. Which, which, finish which strong. Which sets up Ragnarok. It, oh, well, I haven't... I'm not there. I have not seen Ragnarok. You haven't? I, I have thought... Not. Ragnarok is going to be a fresh watch nice. for me. Nice. Fantastic. I'm really excited about it. Well, and spoiler, so it. Loki's in it. Well, <laughs> I was going to be disappointed if he wasn't. <laughs> so, uh, post credit scenes? Yeah. We meet the collector, mm. Benicio del Toro, mm. looking crazy. Love yeah. it. That's... Yeah. Um, he says he ta- he get, he talks about it. Um, Infinity Stones, mm-hmm. um, and then he's got the ether. Mm. And who said they say it's unwise to keep two together? Right. And then what does he do? He looks right into the camera and he says, "Only five more to <laughs> exactly. go." Exactly. <laughs> Which is good. I liked it. Uh, I think it. Um, I mean, it's like it's it's a good it's a good setup to like not just what we're gonna get next, but what. We know there's now we know there's a long term plan and right. and this is gonna factor into it. Yeah, they said um, And then a second post credit scene. Yeah. Um, let's see. Jane is in London. Um that's about it. Yeah, Thor shows up, Short they kiss, and then you see the ice monster. Oh, that's right, the, the ice monster <laughs> just, just kinda goofing it was, around. Yeah, it was just kinda fun. That's funny. It's good. Yeah. Uh, it's, um yeah, and then we get Thor will return. Yeah. Not specifically in what no. That was interesting in Iron Man three. It doesn't say Iron Man will return. Yeah, it says Tony Stark will return. I think they really wanted to let everyone know they're like, "Hey, Thor is definitely coming back, despite how awful this movie. Yeah. You're Don't gonna think, worry. despite how bad you think this movie is, be all right." Yeah, I mean, Whew. I still like we 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 just rewatched it recently, and I I forgot that I did enjoy. We're not there yet, you Portuguese. He he saw me turn the page, <sighs> and he knew what was coming. Anyway. I, it's actually I, just I still... a doodle of a Steve's dancer. It's just... <laughs> In Portugal. Uh, but yeah, I, I, I enjoyed Thor Dark World more than um, more than I feel like 60% of the people did. So Yeah, I I will say this. I saw it in the like I saw it in the theaters. It was not memorable. It it, it, it was it was fine. Watching yeah. it again, I was like, I get it. Yeah. It's fine. It doesn't make me mad. It's I've seen movies where I'm like, I can't believe I'm still sitting through this. Or right. I can't, I didn't turn it off. I was entertained at, uh, enough. Right. Good. I, so I'm good. Take it easy on the Portuguese. <laughs> Apparently well, Manderson forgot he's part Portuguese. Oh, so well. So. You know, welcome to the club. I'm not in the club. <laughs> Go have the, a club. Yeah, enjoy. Start a club. <laughs> uh, Captain America Winter Soldier. I thought this was my first time seeing it. But then as I started watching it, I realized that I had seen part of it right. and never finished it. <laughs> Steve's going to have a heart attack. Yeah, he's going to die. He's going he's gonna to freak out. So we're going to call this my first time seeing it. Okay. This movie was great. Yes. I, I loved it. 
top to bottom. Yes. Uh, 89% on Rotten Tomatoes. I could easily go higher. Yes. Yeah. I really enjoyed this. They made this for $170 million. It made $714 million. I was shocked it wasn't more because this movie was great. Yeah. Like, it's really good. Um, we had, right in the cold open, DC running, or uh, in Washington, D.C., Cap is running against, we don't know who he is yet. Right. Uh, but we'll left. soon find out. On your left. On your left. On your left. Great scene. It's just like, it starts so strong. Yeah. I'm loving this movie, like, from the beginning. And I was not, I don't know, again, not a comics fan. Right. But also not, like, from watching the movies. The first Captain America movie's fine. It's a yeah. good movie. But I wasn't like, Captain America's my favorite. Right. Watching this movie, I'm like, I'm in. Yeah. From the beginning. <laughs> I'm loving a Captain America movie. Yeah. The problem is... that I liked No, it? I think he's, he's disappointed that you... Thought you'd seen it before, and oh, that I fell asleep in it once. Yeah, yeah. and it's. I'm not cool. <laughs> I'm not. <laughs> I think you're cool, man. If I put a movie on on the couch and the lights are off, the odds are good I'm falling asleep. Yeah. At this point, when this movie was out, I had a two month old baby. Oh uh, yeah, that's true. <laughs> so I was not. I was not going to be awake very long, no matter when I saw this. And so, and I didn't see it in the theater. So, right. uh, yeah. Uh, give me, give me a. I'll take, give me like a little leeway on that. Um. The movie jumps around, jumps locations a lot. Yeah. yeah. As far as as far as set, as far as the setup goes, they go DC, Indian Ocean, totally works. Yeah. It's just it feels like like they're taking us on a journey, assembling this sort of like something something good's coming. This movie works so well. Yeah. On all levels, I can't praise it enough. Um, when we see Nick Fury, this is one thing I I love. He says, "The last time I trusted someone, I lost an eye." Mm. What. Are we gonna get that story um, Avenger in uh, in the movies? We think we're gonna get it in Captain Marvel. Do um, you know this story? Hey, Look me we, up. Yeah, I mean, he, he, a grenade blew blew up at his face, and that had something to do with trusting. Someone? So the they're the way they're doing this, um, we we don't we don't know the the way they're doing it in um, uh, the way they're yeah. There's just too much going they're on. All the over the place. I like it, um, <laughs> but yeah, they. Uh, they have not explained yet in the movies how it happened, but Captain Marvel is supposed to take place in the 90s. Um, and it, we're going to see young um, Nick Fury, uh, young... Um, is somebody playing a young Nick Fury in that? Do we know? At this point, it's still Samuel Jackson. Yeah, he can play whatever he wants. Exactly. Um, Cl Clark Gregg is going to come back as Agent Coulson, Fantastic. young Agent Coulson. Love me some Agent Coulson. Um, two characters from Guardians of the Galaxy are going to return because it's going to involve the aliens, the Kree. Um, so the, the big thing is that it seems like he's probably going to have two eyes, and we're going to figure out, hopefully, what happens. I think, he's, I think he's going to lose his eye in Captain Marvel. I like it. I mean, I don't like people losing eyes, but yeah, I'm liking that we're going to get this. Um, but yeah, I saw that. I was like, oh, somebody please tell me. Yeah. I guess I'll have to wait. Uh, let's see. Captain Incognito. Yeah. I kind of like that. Hat and glasses. <laughs> <laughs> that That is the incognito of the Marvel <laughs> Universe. Like when Tony is doing that. Like I want... In one of the movies, I want one of them to just put on those Groucho Marx glasses with the nose <laughs> and mustache. Like, like sitting there like... Yeah. And people be like, well, he's clearly just a normal human being. Like, not a superhero. Uh, I'm moving on. This movie's too good. Um, so it, it was... So the thing is, a lot of the a lot of the movies, sometimes they have a comic that they're based on, sometimes they don't. Um, so the thing about... Um, the Winter Soldier is it's based on Ed Brubaker's Captain America the Winter Soldier, which is one of the greatest Captain America stories ever told. And they were tr just truthful, just 
you know, true enough to it to be to be perfect. Like they had to make changes, obviously. And they had to probably to do a little work to fit it into the overall exactly story. The 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 cinematic universe story is there exactly. To tell. And then, uh, but the 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 cool thing is Ed Brubaker. A little fun fact: Ed Brubaker, the writer of the Winter Soldier, the comic, is actually scientist number two. When they are uh, wiping um, Bucky's memory, yeah, yeah, he's the bald scientist. That's the writer. Oh, that's cool. Yeah, yeah. so this is a little throw thing. him a little cameo. I like that. Yeah. I like, um, that's good. This cast, yeah, Robert freaking Redford. Oh, yeah. I didn't see it coming. No, and I was so excited. He is one of my all-time favorite mm-hmm. actors, um, and he's great. He's in perfect. This. He's he's great. He plays this great. As far as is his character, yeah. How's the casting? Is it match the the comic? I actually can't remember if that if he. It's a really good question. Because I'm tell you, he plays it great. Right. Keep 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 talking. This whole the whole council uh, setup thing they got going. It's a good mechanic. It works really well. It gives you. Um, it gives you kind of a sense of that sort of like now that the Avengers are playing, they got to play politics more than more than ever before. We got a little taste of it in the Avengers, right? Um, but with this and the the oversight they're getting, I like it. It's one more thing for Fury to deal with. Um, you know, it adds a layer to it. Right, it works. Um, to go into an Apple store, <laughs> only 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 minor triggers. Oh, duh! I'm an idiot. Yes, Alexander Pierce. He was in um, Nick Fury versus Shield from the '80s, which I have it up here, uh, where basically Nick Fury, agent of Shield, faces off with Shield. Continue. I was, and yeah, and he, he turns on him in a similar fashion. Oh, so it's it's pretty close. As they kind of meld those, nicely. they meld those. Yeah, that's good. I like when the they go down story. to the, he chases him down to the original Shield office right with all the the at, tape at the military base yes. that he was trained at yes. it felt like i went once when they when she saw that and she's like i don't know what's there and he's like i do and you're just like this is it's just the intrigue and then even the fact that he that he knows what building to go into because uh what is the munitions bunker and you're not supposed to, supposed to store munitions within right a certain yeah he's of, that building's out of place he knows the regulation right it's, it's, it's the it's most too close to the American barracks thing there is, is to know that it's, yeah to have it in to have it memorized he likes rules and forth. he yeah. loves a good rule and that's when they were breaking in he figures it out i think yeah. it's great uh the little the ai on on tape yeah uh, computers that's like it's a cool scene it's creepy with yeah. the voice. It re- the voice. His voice reminded me of the sound of Daleks and Doctor Who. Yeah. Uh, I don't know if it's a. I don't know if it's just me making that connection or if they did it as, a, as the, an the homage. Way, the way they like taped it. his entire brain basically yeah. and like all his computers. It was crazy. What's really funny is I watched this at the same time as I was watching Breaking News, like like the same day as I was watching Breaking News on Facebook and Cambridge Analytica, and they're talking about, and they're talking about like, oh, we have all this data on all these people. We can predict what you're gonna do. And I was like, um. <laughs> Nostradamus <laughs> writes Marvel movies. This is scary. <laughs> well, so the the thing the the problem. Well, the the good thing and the bad thing um, with the way they did Zola. So in when when you first see him in the first Captain America movie, he's like looking through that screen, so it looks like his face is in a little screen. Mm-hmm. The whole thing is because Arnim Zola is a disembodied, basically digital head on a in a robot. 
like or Krang. Like, exactly. Either Krang or he's, he's either up top or he's in the chest. I don't know why he goes back and forth between the two. Uh, but he's sometimes, but he's like sometimes both. you feel like a head, sometimes, sometimes you, you don't. don't. <laughs> so and so he was a hydra scientist in World War II who basically preserved himself. So in this way, they did that, but instead had him on the, all these data banks, which made it like a little more. Not realistic, but just a little bit more feasible. It is a little more realistic. It's a little less. I mean, it's more sci-fi to have a robot with a with like a human consciousness on a screen. Yeah. Um, this way, it's 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 sci-fi, but it's not so much. It's it's not such a leap. Uh, it's a little easier to suspend disbelief, if, um, especially. Uh, just hang on, get out. We're not there yet. We're not there yet. <laughs> oh my gosh, he's yeah, a gun it's, jumper. It's, he's see, that's what guns. he does. That's what he does. Um, yeah, I think it it. it it, it was. It's a little easier to suspend disbelief because um, it's a little closer to kind of what we expect. I mean, in this, like now, what do we think AI is? It's a, right. It's a server room somewhere. Right. Um, all right. You ready? <laughs> yeah. Let's do the. Let's do the elevator scene. Okay. Amazing. Yeah. It reminded me of, um, and maybe I, I think Daredevil, did Daredevil come before or after this? After the show. Uh, it reminded me of the hallway uh, scene mm-hmm. in Daredevil mm-hmm. where it was just it shot really well. Um, they play with camera angles. The fight, the, the fight choreography is really fun. Yeah. Um, and there's a genuine sense that he's not going to get out of there. You right. don't think he's going to die because he's Captain Friggin' America, but you're like, how is it? How, how? are they going to figure yeah. this out? Um, I love that scene. Um, and then we also get uh, we also get like, that car assault uh, with Fury when his car uh, the when the cops come in. Yeah, that's a great scene i like that the car has has oddly has the perfect amount of countermeasures they <laughs> work. i felt like they did kind of work backwards in yeah. that way they were like okay what can we put in a car all right how can we make the assault match that right but i didn't care yeah. it's so good him that, trying to that, that whole there. yeah that whole setup with the with the cops <laughs> you want to see my lease <laughs> yeah uh it was really good my a tiny social commentary yeah we get it in pieces until we get to, until we get to black panther then we get exactly. a lot of it yeah uh uh, I like Robin Scherbatsky to the rescue. Yeah. Uh, she's always she's always there. As, as Maria Hill? No, she's always Robin Scherbatsky. <laughs> <laughs> she's just... They should change the character's name. Yeah. <laughs> um, and another uh, flashback to young Steve Rogers. Right. The the CGI, the face replacement, he just looks like Corey Feldman to me. <laughs> Everybody, go back and watch. He looks like Corey Feldman. And I'm going to rewatch it and I'm going to text yep. you and be like, oh, you son of he a... He looks like Corey Feldman. I hate you. But right after that scene, we get to play Spot Stan Lee. Right. Where is he? Stan Lee in Winter Soldier. Oh, where was he in Winter Soldier? Um, I can't remember. He's in the Smithsonian. Oh, yeah. He's a security guard. Yeah, he's a security guard after he steals the suit. Because he steals the the old school suit. Yeah, yeah. It looks. <laughs> and he's it, like, I'm so fired. <laughs> yeah, that's that's good. Oh, and he got a line. You're, you yeah. got a line in this yeah, one. Thank, thank you, Gotta get paid. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Because he's hurting he, right he now. He needs that money. Uh, if you're reading all these stories about him, who knows what's happening? They show the security team. We get Abed from Community as one of the <laughs> as one of the security guards or the the the. I don't know what. He's not really a security guard. Right. He's a he's a, a screen lackey. I yeah. don't know what you'd call him. Screen lackey. He's a screen, screen jockey. Works. Yeah, yeah. Um, um, that's what you know, Captain America gives a gives a, a great speech. Mm. And it's, it's a it's a classic Captain yeah. speech, and it he deli- he nails it. Chris the, Evans, you're killing it. The way the way the the still loyal members of Shield fight back against the Hydra, it's it's dope. They're obviously incredibly outnumbered. Like it sucks. It's like it's like. 
you're, it's, you're sad because you're like, oh, they're, they're fighting back. And then all of a sudden, like, they're just getting gun, gun, gun. Yeah. Like, when they're trying to, when, like, when they're hearing the, the, the speech and those guys are standing at the gunship, like, they're like, you know what, I'm going to do this. I'm going to fight for yeah, Captain America. And then it. they get gunned down. Like, yeah, it's, they get housed. Yeah. Like, the, the dude, the, the dudes that get, like, blown up on, like, the tarmac. Like, everyone's trying to mobilize because if you're going to mobilize for anyone... It's Captain America. It's Captain America after a rousing speech. Yeah, but then you know you you've been also you know been infiltrated for 40, 50 years. Yeah, it doesn't go the it doesn't go the way no, they plan. Not at all. Um, Sixty years. So let's see. We got final battle. Amazing Captain America against Bucky. Yeah. You like that scene? Oh yeah, it's amazing. Yeah, it was. It's, 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 it's heart wrenching. The um, any any of the fight scenes with with Bucky were were great. Like the um. When they first encounter him on like the street, and they go like toe to toe before he rips the mask off and realizes yeah. who he is, and then this one too, like the way they're doing it with the, um, like when he like when they're like even like the choreography, like when they're like blocking, 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 and then he has the knife and he lets go of it and he catches it and he goes, or when he like he, when he's like trying to stab him and then all of a sudden he has the arm like activate, yeah, like, and like saws Starts, in, yeah, like everything about it was just so incredibly well done. So tell me, really, let's go back. Let's talk about Bucky. So yeah. Captain America. He falls off a train. Yes, gets his arm blown off. Gets his arm blown off. He falls off the train. In is in this, we see him. He's got the metal arm. Right. I, and I'm not remembering right now. I don't think we don't get a backstory. We don't get backstory except Captain saying something about him being experimented. On. Exactly. So that's all they're gonna give us. When he when he but when he breaks him out of the hydro facility, it's basically assumed that Zola was doing experiments on Bucky because this whole thing is he's some he, kind of super soldier serum. To, exactly, they're, trying they're still to trying on. to recreate the super soldier serum, um, which is why he's able to survive. Which is what makes him um, get the heightened senses, and then he, he's faster and stronger. Um, and the metal arm is just basically to accentuate that because he loses it in the fall. Because he loses it. Yeah. All right. It, it, it it's cool. It's it's. Um, I just didn't understand it because I'm like, how is he still alive? Yeah, but they give you a, they they, they, you they do enough. they do a better job of explaining because in the comics it's just kind of like he was frozen and then they're like, oh, he might have had this like infinity thing, like he might have had like there's 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 lots of random <laughs> weird potions, to... concoctions, retcons. They're like, this is how he's alive. No, this is how he's alive. Yeah, um, and then they fake uh, Nick Fury's death and yeah. he gets visited his own grave, which yeah. not a lot of people get to do. It's true. Um, Steve's, I need your help here. All right. Uh, Fury's gravestone says, quotes, the path of the righteous man and that thing. Is that, is that what he, is that what Samuel L. Jackson says in, um, that one movie with <laughs> in Pulp Fiction? Pulp Fiction? Isn't that, is that his quote in Pulp Fiction? I could have looked it up, but Google's hard. Yeah, no, yeah, we don't Google in here as we have a browser everywhere around us. That's yeah, a, that's an interesting one. I'm not sure. Let's see if Steve's can can uh, can verify well, he, that. While well, he looks that up, then we'll finish with uh, Rogers gets Bucky's file. Pulp Fiction. No, he. Yeah. Boom. Nailed Boom. it. On it. See, yeah. I got, I got stuff. Yeah. You, use, you know your resources. Yeah. Yeah. So he, so he gets the he file. Gets, he gets Bucky's file. Yeah. Are we gonna see that come back? Mm -hmm. Is he just gonna get? Well, so that's get some get some info just for himself. Yeah, it, it's it's kind of um, they mention it because we'll talk about it in and a little bit in uh, uh, Age of Ultron when he because when he's talking to Sam and he's basically like a fallen these dead ends because they're, they're he basically they're trying to track him down they're trying to find out like like Hydra holdouts or where he might be returning to or what happened to him so that they can. So he's just piecing it together exactly. All right, post credits, we see a guy. With Loki's stat with with Loki's staff from Avengers, mm -hmm. or is that just Loki's staff? I don't know. What yeah. You, yeah, yeah, yeah. 
Um, and then we see them, we see the two kids in the cages, and we call them the twins. Yeah. Knowing nothing about comics. Yeah. Confused me completely. Yeah. I had no idea what's going on. Yeah. I, I was like... Explain it to me. So, this is one of those things that's, that's, uh, it's difficult, because... The fact that Marvel sold off the rights to so many of their properties makes this really tough. This is a this is an X Men issue, right? Exactly. This, okay. Exactly. So Wanda and Pietro Maximoff are the children of one Magneto, but they have also been longtime Avengers. So Marvel could put them in the Avengers. They just can't say that they're mutants. Can they say, and they can't say they're Magneto's kids? Nope. So they can they just say... They can't say Magneto and they can't say mutants. So they can say their names. They can say they're Wanda... Wanda... Wanda, Wanda and Pietro Maximoff. They put them from the country that uh, Ultron takes place in. And they're basically... They're created... They call them enhanced in... Yeah. Exactly. So so they, they, they use the staff to unlock their potential. And which is what gives them their powers. So basically, they had to figure out a creative way of bringing them in. Because they were really important characters. You know, until you gun down one of them. Um, Spoilers. What? <laughs> and then, and then, yeah, and then it's so they, they, they. I thought that was kind of ham-fisted the way they did that, but because of the way the rights, the films work, they had to do it. Yeah. So the end of this is really for those of us who did not know anything about the comics. We're just like, well, I guess that's a thing. Yeah. We'll see in three years or yeah, however long exactly. it takes. Yeah. To it's like, hey, well, well, really looking forward to this explanation. Post credit scene number two. Bucky goes incognito mode. Hat. At the Smithsonian. <laughs> Hat. Um, oh, Kelly, thank you for the follow. And he's just uh, he's just checking things out. He's piecing it together as well. Yeah. And he's going to bump into Stanley. <laughs> so, yeah, so now, now he's trying, because he basically, since his brain has not been scrambled since Steve basically was like, I'm with you till the end of the line. And so that since that triggered like, Whoa. such a strong emotional Repressed response. Memories. Exactly. He's now now that his brain has not been put back in a blender, he's gonna try to find out his past. <laughs> since they didn't wipe him this time. Exactly. All right. Captain America will return in Avengers Age of Ultron. So they're telling us when he's coming back and they're putting a name to it. You didn't talk about Sam Wilson at all. We haven't gotten there yet because I have thoughts. Okay. And, and it's simply this. They told us his name. Yeah. And that's about it. Yeah. And he's there. He's great. The, uh, Anthony Mackie, right? Mm -hmm. he, he's played really well. Throughout the movie, I'm not sure that they knew what they wanted to do with him. Okay. But they knew he was going to be important. Right. So they wrote him really well. And they just, it just like, okay. But he has no special abilities. He has so, a suit. Exactly. So he is the longtime friend of Captain America. He is the Falcon. Um... In the comics, so there's the the Marvel universe for a long time was split into two big universes, um, the standard Marvel universe and the Ultimate universe. The Ultimate universe was basically a uh, a version started by some more adult, um, darker writers, and they basically were given the uh, they were given the go ahead to write whatever stories they wanted. So they were able to make big changes to character stories. But that's also where we got a lot more of the down-to-earth realistic versions. So which is why some people are very upset by the way the costumes look. Because like, that's not the way it looks in the comics. It's the way it looks in the Ultimate Comics. In the Ultimate Comics, they were much more like military pouches, 
black leather because that's the, what you and, actually and the, have. The movie is kind of a melding of exactly. those two universes. Exactly. They, they pick it. They pick what they need. So Falcon in this universe is he's from the Ultimate Universe where he's got like it's like a jetpack. He's got goggles. Like in the in the original comics, he's got a bird costume. Like it's like a white. It's like a, <laughs> it's a red and bird white costume. I'm gonna I'm gonna look it up for you real fast while I'm still talking. But it's a bird costume, and his whole thing is that one he can fly, but two he can um, he can communicate telepathically uh, with uh, with birds. So he has he has a the the, the little like robot. He has it called yeah, Red yeah. Wing. Red Wing in the comics. Yeah. He has a bird named Red Wing that is like his faithful assistant. Oh, okay. And so he. When That's his, in the original universe. Exactly. And when his powers, like, you know, some they write his powers differently. When they beef up his powers, he's able to, like, communicate with, like, all the birds in a city. So he's able to, like, track a, a criminal across the whole city. So he... They didn't want to go with the bird suit. Yep, that's a bird suit. Yeah. It's you know, not a terrible It's not a terrible... It's not a terrible, not a terrible, not a terrible uh, bird suit at all. Um, but... I'm getting yelled at for, for my... I think I think it was because you you were questioning uh, whether they the knew what they wanted to do with him. Yeah, and, then, just, and then there's a Steve's like, oh, I like the movie version. <laughs> he likes the movie version of everything. Yeah, he does. He likes movies just because he can't read. Yeah, <laughs> it would. And yeah, Vance just doesn't <laughs> like Sebastian Stan. Um, but yeah, so the the Falcon Falcon was they they he they had to get him in there because he was gonna be. He's he's going to be a long term character, yeah, possibly and, outliving some of and and going forward, I think he's great. Yeah, and in this, he's not bad. He's he's like I said, he's written well. He's acted extremely well. Yeah. It just sort of felt like I don't a hundred percent know why he's here. Right, right, now. right. At um, first, at first, he's the guy to hide with. Yeah, that's and he doesn't take away from the movie right. at all. Yeah, um, but it was like it kind of felt like are we doing a sidekick situation here or are we not doing a sidekick situation? Yeah. Um, going forward, as we watch him, we find out he's not just a sidekick. I'm totally on board. Yeah, so I like it. That to this point, it's a toss up between uh, between the Avengers and uh, and. And Winter Soldier yeah. for my favorite Marvel movie, and that that's typical for most people. It, Winter Soldier for a long time. Winter Soldier is still a Steve's favorite, I believe. Uh, it's in the top three for me still. Um, I also kind of it's getting kind of the point where I'm like, you know what? I I I do, do I need to keep ranking? Do I need... Exactly. I do the same thing that Phil Jimenez does with Star Wars movies. My favorite Star Wars movie is whatever Star Wars movie I'm watching at that moment, and the rest of them aren't, except for the Phantom Menace. And when I I watched that VHS tape into the ground, I melted it when I was a kid. Right. Lucky you. Yeah. That's we're lucky us. There's one less copy of it around. <laughs> Fair enough. <laughs> Guardians of the Galaxy. Ah. I did not see this in the theater. Yeah. I saw it when it came out. I went, I don't know what that is. Yeah. Never heard of Guardians yeah. of the Galaxy. I think I I think I was in the majority here. Right. We did not know it, who it, it was a gamble. This it, I didn't know who Guardians of the Galaxy were. I knew who Chris Pratt was, and they were like, oh, Chris Pratt's in a Marvel movie. And then they said, Guardians of the Galaxy. I'm like, what the hell is that? What is Guardians of the Galaxy? Um, I didn't know what to expect from this when I saw it. I didn't see it. I didn't see the theater, but when everybody said, it's great. You got to go. You got to watch it. And I watched it, and I was blown away by yeah. this movie. Yeah. Tell me about the Guardians of the Galaxy. So the Guardians of the Galaxy originally were a completely different team um, set in the far future. Um, Yondu, who we is basically like this you know pirate s character he is uh he was yondu the archer he was a good guy he was 100 percent a hero um vance astro 
Yes, Vance Astro is the leader of the Guardians. Um, he is uh, like a like kind of like a Flash Gordon style. Like he's like an Air Force pilot who basically gets like put in suspended animation, and then he also gets some superpowers. And then for some reason he has Captain America shield. Flash Gordon meets the greatest American hero. Exactly, and then he, and then he has the uh, the Captain America shield because it's like a it's like a uh, like a monument to. Heroes and it, he it has a Captain America shield. He has it because it, he like steals it from a museum or something. Um, and it, so and and there was a, you know some other. Uh, they actually it, when you see Guardians of the Galaxy two, we can talk about it. But they they introduce some of those characters later on. Um, so they kind of reference that they exist still in this universe. But yeah, the original Guardians were far in the future, and then um, Star Lord, who is Chris Pratt's character was his own he was legendary he was a legendary star lord he was his own hero separate from the guardians of the galaxy but also was out in outer space um and it kind of it went away for a long time like it like the guardians of the galaxy the the story the book just kind of was this a popular book at, for at, a, at, at the time it was in the 70s and 80s it was then it went away then it had a big resurgence around 2006 2007 um, there was a story called Annihilation. And in Annihilation, which is that people think they might actually be going this way, I'm going to quick, quickly, briefly try to run down, which I don't do well because I just like to talk. So... Can we put you on a timer? Yeah, basically. Yeah. yeah, give me like 30 seconds. So the Annihilation story uh, revolved around this uh, this being known as Annihilus um, who has this species of bugs that eat everything and destroy everything and they come from the negative zone. They break through into our universe shatter through the kiln which is the prison that they reference right. in guardians of the galaxy but in the marvel universe it holds like super powerful beings like celestial beings so they break through that um put the store hands away and make it short that's hard for me uh <laughs> they, they break through that and they basically this annihilation waves just starts carving a swath across the universe destroying everything in its path and there's uh a uh, a unified front between all these different aliens and the guardians of the galaxy are at the front of that they're not the Guardians of the time. They're just Star-Lord, who is just this, you know, random pirate who is fighting and defending. And he meets Drax the Destroyer. Drax, the original character, was a, uh, uh, a, a human who uh, his family was killed. And then he was transformed and by Thanos. And he hates Thanos. And so basically they took these characters from all over the place. Gamora, who was also in the original Infinity. Brought it all together. Shut up, Steve's 45 seconds. Um, they brought it all together and they formed this new team around 0607, those Guardians of the Galaxy. That that was Star Lord, um, Gamora, Drax, uh, Groot, Rocket, Mantis, and so roughly the people now, we have on screen. Now, was there a version of the book that was written between its original popularity and its resurgence, or did they they just sort of they they went away from it and they decided somebody decided hey we should resurrect this and wrote this story in the mid two thousands? It would it randomly came back here and there. They, okay. they, they would they would randomly be like hey we're gonna do another Guardian story as like a one off or hey you oh. know we need to bring these and it never really picked up the steam it needed exactly commercially it, or or it just it was it was planned to be a one and done. Okay, so they they kept popping up but they never they have not had the sustained success that they had until. That started. Um, what are you? What are you guys yelling about in there? Anyway, they're um, looking at the, they're looking at stuff on the wall. <laughs> oh, anyway, <laughs> thanks, Vance. Way to derail that by pointing out stuff. Yeah, but yeah, you're so, only making the story longer. Guys. And then since 2007, now we've had sustained 
fantastic Guardians of the Galaxy books. And then, of course, the movie just blew it up even more. Yeah. This movie's great. Yeah, it is. Um, can we can we talk about this cast? Yeah. Chris Pratt. Yep. Who? Okay. Go through the go through the Guardians for me, okay. and we'll go through their casting. You tell me how it lines up. Uh, Star Lord, Chris Pratt. Um, the original character, not well at all. Uh, <laughs> the two thousand seven. Yeah. Uh, and but of course now they have since started They're writing moving the book that direction. Now they yeah now they write the book to fit the character. He's Chris Pratt. He's lovable. Exactly. They, they, he's good in this. He's really good. They it's kind fun. of they, they kind of took him that way the lovable kind of pirate um, direction and then they just made it a little bit more even more you know fluffy I guess <laughs> fluffy's a good word yeah. I think uh, uh, Drax Dave Batista Dave Batista uh, I never. <laughs> I never seen this guy before. Yeah, was he was he an MMA fighter or a wrestler? Professional re- professional wrestler, and he has he had a small MMA career. Like I think he had one or two fights. I think he lost. Um, but he was a professional wrestler. Oh, he wins my heart. In yeah. <laughs> he does for a lot of people. Um, so yeah, so I thought I thought he was good. The whole like being very literal thing was something they did for the movie. Um, strictly for the movie, it works. Yeah, it's, it's great. Funny, it's it's but... hilarious, and it's and it's now again kind of go, gone over to the books a little bit, and it, it helped, and I like it. Drax, uh, Gamora, perfect. Zoe Saldana. Has she ever been bad in anything? She's no. Great. Has she ever been? Has she ever gotten to have a non have a human skin tone in anything? <laughs> <laughs> if you want to dip this girl in paint, she's yeah. gonna nail that part. Every uh, time. The only t- Star Trek is the only time she's been not painted. Uh, yeah. <laughs> uh, but yeah, so she was. Um, what am I looking for? She, yeah, she was great. She fits the whole, like, daughter of Thanos, I'm, you know, I'm an assassin kind of a thing. Works. Groot is Vin Diesel. I mean, just his voice. They didn't mocap him. Yeah. They just used his voice. I They did motion capture for the character, as right. I understand it, but they it wasn't Vin Diesel, apparently. Right. Um, that seems like a lot of money for somebody to just say, I am Groot, yeah, in a lot it, of different it, ways. It was perfect. It works. Yeah. It's good. Uh, Bradley Cooper as Rocket. That I still can't hear. I still can't, when I hear I have it. A hard time. I I love the voice. I do not hear. Can we just stop listing Zoe Saldana films? He made a joke about the body paint. You guys are ridiculous. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I I I still to this day like I don't think it's Bradley Cooper. I think it's a lie. I think it's they got someone else. They just want because I don't hear Bradley. Cooper. What if it was? What if it was a guy named Bradley Cooper? Just not the famous just Bradley. Because I've, I've never heard him talk in any role that he is that so, didn't sound like that. The only thing that's going to convince you is you'll have to meet Bradley Cooper yeah. in person yeah. and say, "Do the voice," and have to do the exactly. voice. exactly. Or or just give me like a well, like a, I have a surprise for you. Come on in. Nobody, no or, or just you know, give no me the DVD Cooper. extra where they just have him in the booth and I can oh, just that see can him. Be faked? It's so easy. <laughs> <laughs> Ugh, it's Movie true. magic. They fake the moon landing. They can fake that. Yeah, one hundred percent. I don't think they fake the moon landing. Let's just clear that up right. Yeah, now. get that out of here. I'll, I'll delete that from the YouTube video. <laughs> um, we can go we can go deep on this. Uh, the cold open with the mom uh, dying. It's because I have kids, but yeah. when the kid is, I cried. Yeah, I cried like a baby. Yeah. I, I have a I have a mom and a and a and a heart so I cried. I don't have those. I, <laughs> no, I have a mom. I have a heart and and but and but the first time I saw it, I didn't. I I felt it this yeah. time. 
cried. And I, I, did, listen, I had a kid the first time, but it didn't hit me as hard. I was also probably pretty sleep deprived yeah. in the fall of 2014. So, <laughs> so you, were just a, you were just a wreck. I had no idea what's going on. <laughs> um, and then the kid gets abducted by aliens. Sweet. <laughs> it's a it's a quick turn from this yeah. really emotional scene to like boop, up the ship. Um and then we go right to twenty six years later and we get we get to see Star Wars yeah. doing his doing his thing. I love the the original Sony Walkman yeah. and the, the soundtrack. It's very Tarantino this movie where the soundtrack is good, yeah. but it's it doesn't it doesn't it's not a perfect fit for the what you're seeing. Right. You know, he's walking around on a planet, it should be um, it should be orchestral score. It should be, it should be, Hans, it should be Hans Zimmer, but yeah. he's but he's ding 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 ding. He's ding, bopping ding. away. Yeah, yeah, which is great. But it's great. Like I said, it's it's like Tarantino. The fact that the music doesn't... drives so much of the story and his experience. Yeah, um, yeah, it's, and you get what is it called? Awesome mix volume one. Yeah, fantastic. Exactly. And they're even you don't know it yet, but they're setting you up so hard with the volume one. Yeah, you don't even get you. Yeah, I mean, somebody. I'm sure somebody smarter than me picked it up. Sort of like. Hey, well, this is gonna be one, volume gonna two. Make a that makes sense. Uh, yeah. Um, Gamora has a sister, mm. Nebula. Mm -hmm. Not her sister. Yes, mm -hmm. her sister. Kind no. of her sister. Ado adopted. Tell, sister. tell me more about them. So, um, and they say Thanos is their dad, and he right. says, "No, he's not my dad." So, so, so Thanos likes to uh, basically like when he slaughters entire planets, he likes to um, take. Uh, he's taken random. He so it's like a trophy. Kind of serial killer's trophy, but yeah. Worse. So, so it's, it's really messed up. So he he like adopts girls, but he makes sons. So he has he has had sons across the universe. Every planet he's been on, he usually goes back and kills the mother and the son because he's awful. Wow, um, but his dude. daughters, he basically wanted them to be like his assassins. So he took Gamora, which we're gonna see. Um, hopefully, we'll expand it a little bit in Avengers. Um, in the comic, Nebula was his granddaughter niece nebula was like was actually related to him in the comics in the movies and in the comics now no it's she was picked up by him and um and uh yeah basically like made to Just, be his daughter assassin yeah She's, it's a great character. I yeah. think it, it, but I didn't know anything about him. Like, I don't know who these people are. Yeah. And at first they were like, oh, they're his daughters. I bought it. Yeah. I think you're supposed to. Yeah. Like, dummies like me are supposed to. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> hey, I killed your parents. You're my kid now. Okay. Okay. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Okay. Thank you, Vancy. I believe niece. Maybe niece. Yeah. Who knows? Um, we get, oh, let's play spot Stanley. Uh, Stanley. Ooh, Stanley is hitting on the young girl. Uh, and and when when Rocket is looking for bounties, there it is, yeah. And uh, and the 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 fun fact about it is the word above his head that pops up is in Cree, which is the language of Ronin and Korath. Um, but it's, it translates to Excelsior. Oh, nice! Is, you know, it's a nice little, little Easter egg. Yeah. And Rocket says, "What a class A Cree," <laughs> <laughs> which is great. Yeah, which is accurate. Um, we see John C. Riley in a small but amazing role. He's it's part of the Nova Corps. It's part of Nova Corps, just hanging out. I wonder if he just like asked, was like, "What can you can you find me a spot in this movie? I want to be in this movie." And, yeah. And if if I was if I was making movies, I'll put John C. Riley in yeah. wherever he wants. He's great. So from the comic side, the the way they handle the Nova Corps is strange, um, because the Nova Corps are basically Marvel's Green Lanterns. 
So they have a central power source they all draw the power from. They have different levels. They're basically space police. You say that as if I know what Green Lanterns are. They're space police. <laughs> um, so, <laughs> wow, we're gonna have to do the other side now. Uh, so the we're no- not doing the that. Nova I'm not Corps... sitting through Justice League God, again. No, don't worry about it. So the no- the Nova Corps comes from the planet Xandar, and they all draw power from this one central source. Nova, the the, the Nova character is actually a superhero from Earth. He's a kid um, who who joins the Nova Corps and basically gets to like defend Earth as part of the Nova Corps. The reason he eventually becomes his own big-time superhero is because the entire Nova Corps is destroyed. And so all of the power of the entire Nova Corps that was distributed amongst millions of beings all gets put into him. And so all of a sudden he's super powerful. So that whole storyline seems like it has no place in this. I didn't get any sense of that at all. No, it, it they're they're basically just kind of space cops that get yeah get their butts kicked. Kind of get the sense that they're just they're they're basically just a bunch of dumb stormtroopers. They, they can't shoot. Yeah. and uh, they yeah, they're not that the, good. The, no, the Nova Corps was just kind of something for the Guardians to kick around that were necessarily hundred percent bad guys and someone to store Infinity Stones, and something is. for Glenn Close to do. Glenn Close, she's great. She was I love with the girl. The, she was <laughs> she was so good. Um, yeah, that surprised me seeing yeah. her in this. I was like, whoa. Yeah, they're just pulling all the stuff. They're just, hey, they can get anyone they want. They're like, look, pretty much the odds are really good it's going to make a billion dollars. Do you want to be involved? <laughs> like, yeah, I do. Yeah, like, please. Thank you. Yeah. We get to see Thanos in this movie. Yes, we do. Um, is that the first time we've seen him? No, technically the the end of Avengers is the... We get to see up. a bit of him. You, you, he turns and he smiles. Yeah. Which again, see, different actor. Get a little... Yeah, so how... Tell me about that. So they... So they... They did motion capture of a guy who they didn't use again. Do, do we know who that is? He, He's like, it's just some dude. No, I, I've looked at a grip and they just needed exa- I've looked him up before. He he doesn't, if I remember right, he doesn't have a lot of roles. Um, I feel like I don't remember. He plays smirking guy in every movie. Exactly. It's just like sideways smirking guy. <laughs> uh, so I don't really remember what else he's done. But yeah, then they got rid of him because Brolin. Brolin who is, wait. Is he also in Deadpool? He is gonna yeah, he's cable in Deadpool. We'll talk about that. Oh man. Well they didn't do an aside about the movies that aren't in the Marvel, aren't universe, in the Marvel universe, but are still Marvel. And they're using the same actors, which is not fair to dum dums like me. That's <laughs> just not fair. I can't wait a minute. You're he's Thanos too? But wait, but wait, in this movie, he's the older guy with the with the mechanical arm. But he's not the mechanical arm guy from this movie. Not the he's other. the big purple guy. <laughs> he's the different guy. But he's not the big green so guy. So the Thanos we see. How does he look? I assume his look is based on the art from the comic. He books? he is very comic accurate. Yeah, he is so Close. incredibly comic accurate. He doesn't have we don't we don't know we don't we don't know much about him. Right. So we can't say like how close is he to comic Thanos? Except his description is that he's he's a mass murdering insane person. Exactly. Which I'm assuming is pretty accurate. Who hires? He he, he like he distributes. He uh. Oh, what's the term when you uh, when you give work to your lackeys? Um, he delegates. Yeah, he delegates a lot of his murdering and stuff. Well, you got to I mean, you can't you can't kill everyone. Work life balance. Come yeah, on. he's got to have he's got to have time for his family, <laughs> his daughters. <laughs> hey, I killed your entire hey. planet, but I love you. But I love you. I'm now gonna beat the crap out of you until yeah. you can survive. I like it. So the guardians escape from prison. That's a great scene. Yeah. That's fun. Uh, I love where Rocket makes him get the leg. <laughs> I see that guy's that, leg. I got the leg. It cost me 30,000 units. <laughs> what is the look on his face? <laughs> I like it because it's telling me so much about Rocket. Yeah. Um, and it's also, it's it's just, 
it's just a nice moment of comic relief yeah. in an otherwise you know serious and and quality action scene. Yeah. Um, they're getting the head again in the chat. They're talking about the end of the movie yeah. again. All right. Um, we Benicio del Toro again, the collector. Mm. Tell me about the collector's origin. So I've seen him yeah. briefly on screen, and now I get to I get to like really meet him uh, in the movie. So so the collector is um, he's an ancient um, he's an ancient powerful celestial being. Um, he has a brother. Um, who I don't know if they're they they did not connect them yet in the movies. You're gonna meet him in in Thor. Um, the collector, his thing is that he wants to have the greatest collection of everything of species of technology of artifacts, bottle caps, pogs, exactly. baseball cards. Exactly. You name it. He's like, I am so in. I know a lot of people aren't really. No one thinks their Furbies have any value left. You come here. For I a, still have. You my didn't come here for a pogs reference, but you got one. <laughs> but you got one. TCC. This is a free podcast. I love People it. People don't even have to pay for this awesome yeah, pog-related pog podcast. Um, but yes, so uh, the the collector is just this being in 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 the in Guardians. They make him seem a little bit more. He's very powerful because he's wealthy, not because he's an ancient celestial being. Okay. He just he's just kind of consolidated himself in nowhere, which is very comic accurate. The way they had nowhere. It was so good. It, it was it was really cool. I love because it's just a floating celestial head, and that's the that's where they hang out a lot. Um, so yeah, so the collector. It seems like he's just basically because he's so wealthy has has managed to acquire all this stuff as opposed to being an ancient powerful being. And I don't know. Again, I don't know it from the comics, but I think Benicio del Toro plays it just the right amount of creepy. I think yeah, he's great. It's just, I think I mean he he basically he does a really good job of being a person who would collect. All of the people and collect all of the things and want to have. Yeah, he'd want to have Howard the Duck up there. Of course spoiler. he would. Yeah, yeah. that was great. Uh, the first ever Marvel movie. Yeah, Howard the Duck. Quality. They made a big mistake. Do the arm thing the collector does the thing where he's like, and then he like ah, like ah, beautiful that kind of a thing. I'm not doing it again. It's an audio format. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So I mean, this is a one time you, video. YouTube like... and Twitch gets this, but if you're listening on audio, you're like, oh, I missed the arm and, thing. Yeah. Um, Yondu's got a little arrow that responds to his whistle. Yes. That's all I need to know about that <laughs> magical weapon. In, in the comics, he's an archer. He has a bow and arrow. Okay. Uh, like a super strong bow So they just played arrow. it a little different here. Uh, exactly, yeah. Instead, they were just like, oh, he has a, he controls it with his mohawk. Yes, uh, Jeff Goldblum's character is the collector. Uh, no, we don't know if they're actually brothers in the Marvel Universe. In the comic books, the two characters are brothers. Carry on. Um... So Michael Rooker mm. as Yondu, great. I love it. Let me tell you, uh, he's never bad in anything. Michael Rooker. I met him. So have I. Uh, I I sold him an iPhone. I sold his wife. Oh, an iPhone. I didn't have that kind of a cool. Experience. I I spent I spent a lot of time talking to him. Oh, he even told me. He said, you know, if you wanted to act, you could get into it right now. Geeky look is in. <laughs> so I How got nice a, of him. Yeah. So I I didn't. Uh, it wasn't something I was asking for. Yeah. Um, I, I saw him at a, at a convention because he now he does all the conventions because yeah. of the Walking Dead, the Walking Dead too, and he's um, that. Dang it, Vance clipped it. Crap. <laughs> well, that's going on Twitter tomorrow. Yeah, that's really um, good. But yeah, the uh, Michael Rooker, such a cool guy. He loves he, he loves being at the cons. He loves he was, meeting people. I, I haven't met a ton of celebrities. Yeah, but he was definitely among the nicest. He was a really cool guy. He loved people would walk up and want to take a picture. He took time to talk to them and he was a really great guy. So then I see him in this and I'm like, "Hey, it's my buddy." Yeah. We're friends. Friend Mike Worker. Friends. Um 
he's great. Yeah. And and uh and the character Yondu is is great. And then when we get into Guardians 2, he gets uh, even better. Oh god. I'm going to cry again. I did see I did see that one because this one was so good. Yeah. yeah. Um this one gives you they 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 hint at some sentimentality. Mm-hmm. We get we go from I am Groot to we are Groot. <laughs> exactly. He's learned new words. Yeah, he's learned one new word. Two words. He knows R. Oh yeah, we are. Yeah. He's yeah. learned he's learned we and he's learned to conjugate. Yeah. He's nailing it. He's he's moving up in that tree world. Yeah. Um and then we find out that, that Yondu was actually hired yeah. to take Peter Quill to, to his dad. To his dad. We right. don't know who his dad is. Right. We and know they, he's special. Yeah, then they they I'm 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 not gonna say they screw that one up, but they botch it hard. In Guardians, Guardians and Guardians 2. Right, we're yeah. going to get there. I, I, I like, quick quick aside, I like what they do. I like the way they ended up changing it. But it was so different from the comics. Like, it's not even remotely close to the comics. And we'll, we'll talk about that. We're going to get there because uh, that's one I did see in the theaters. And I'm so proud of myself for seeing one in the theaters. Yeah. Um, I'm getting better. Yeah. So, uh, Lee Pace. Lee Pace. Lee Pace. He's an amazing actor. Yeah. Uh, I saw, I all I can see is, put, is him in Pushing Daisies. See, I've never watched that, but that was brought up on uh, uh, last week's episode because we talked about Watch nostalgia. Pushing Daisies because Lee Pace, he he, may, he plays a great villain in this, um, but in Pushing Daisies, he's really nice, dude. And well, he's also, uh, he's Legolas's father in The Hobbit. Really? He's, he's the king of Mirkwood. I'm going to have to pay more attention next time. Yeah. If you really want to. If I want to. Yeah. I gotta, it's, a, it's a lot. It's a lot of movies. It's a big commitment. And I've got, you know, like nine more of these. All right. I would like to address this. I can accept different origin stories. I like it. I literally said I like it. I like what they did in that movie, which we'll talk about. I'm totally okay with them making the change. But that's so different from the comics. I have to bring it up. Because it's not even barely. It's 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 not even remotely related to the way they did in the comics. I'm not saying I don't like it. I'm just saying it's so different that we have to mention it. Yes. Lee Pace was also in Twilight. I forgot about that. He's in Twilight. Yeah, he's like. Uh, yeah, he's one of the. He's one of the. When when they have to like get together all the vampires to like witness the kid. Yeah, he's a, he's important. Yeah, he is. He's he's a very he's a very powerful vampire as well. Yeah, uh, but yeah. And he's in Halt and Catch Fire. He's great in that. Too, and he will be returning, um, because I assume because he's he's a Cree, but he's like a rebel because of like what happens. Does he not die in this? He dies, but in Captain Marvel, it's gonna be based in the nineties. Oh, they're going back, so we it, can, and it's gonna be during the Cree. They can they can. Resurrect characters exactly. if they want. They can do the Kree Scroll War, where I think he's just more of a soldier at that point. Oh, well, that works for me because I all, can I can use more of that. Yeah, we're also gonna have a good um, villain, Korath, Korath the uh, Korath the Pursuer, who was um, I always want to say his name is Digimon because it's D J I M O N. Jaiman Hansu. Jaiman Hansu. Because by look at him, like Digimon, digital monsters. Um, <laughs> he's coming back as Korath as well. Oh, it's gonna be good. I'm now. I'm even more looking forward to it. Yeah. Um. And we get this. We get a good sequel set up. He mm. opens the present. Awesome mix, tape two. volume two. Yeah. Um, and then we get Baby Groot dancing. Yeah. Which is just so cute. And if that can't oh, sell toys, that, nothing will. That scene, we. I just wanted to watch it over and over. Do you when have he's, a? When he's just dancing. Do you have a dancing Baby Groot? I do toy? not have a dancing Baby Groot toy because oh. I'm one hundred percent honest. Christmas most of coming. them look pretty crappy. Do they? They didn't look good because have you ever have you ever like seen like like a dancing toy where. It's very obvious that if you took off the toy, he's just like like mechanical arms, and they just put like like a like a rubberized sleeve over him. So like when he like bends his arm, like there's a very obvious like crease there. Like it doesn't look natural at all. Mm-hmm. Uh, Can I tell you where they're missing a real opportunity is making wacky inflatable, uh, inflatable waving arm guys yeah. that look like Groot. Now that's, well, I don't. 
Why haven't we, we need to contact James are, Gunn? We are going to be millionaires. millionaires. Mm, step forward. <laughs> but yeah, that everything about I think because Guardians was such, like I said, a gamble because up until that point, all we had was all we had <laughs> we, we had basic superhero stuff like I mean, and uh, Thor was kind of out there, but a lot of it was on Earth, and then you know we had we had Iron Man on Earth, Captain America on Earth, like. All these things being down to earth, and then they're like, "We're gonna go, like people are ready for they us go to go real far." And they gave us there. a taste of it in Thor, yeah. And they and they introduce all the the nine realms, um, but then we don't spend a lot of time there. You're right, like, right. And this and this we spend ninety nine percent of this movie in space is in space. Yeah. Post credit scene, mm. uh, we get the collector and Howard right. the, Howard the Duck. Yeah, should we go back and watch Howard the Duck? I feel like we might need that origin story. I mean, it's it, yeah. Hey, it's all it's a lot. It's all practical effects. It's true. It's definitely got a good yeah, look to it. it. Um, we also saw for a second we saw Cosmo. So Cosmo, Cosmo Kramer is in <laughs> Cosmo, uh, the the uh, the space dog. So we remember we saw like the Basset Hound with the space yes. dog. So he's a very important comic book character. He is a telepathic dog who's basically like the sheriff of nowhere. And he was literally a Russian, like he was a cosmonaut, like he was a dog shot. Like, like Laika the dog. Exactly. And shot into outer space and he made it all the way to nowhere. Made it to nowhere. And he became the sheriff because he's psychic. I am so mad that's not its own film. <laughs> if Marvel, if you're not making this a movie, like, I mean, you're missing out. I'm going to I'm gonna discount everything you've done to this point if you don't decide to make that into its yeah. own. At least give us a short. Yeah. Give us, a, give us 20 minutes on the dog. Yeah. The, it was interesting because the way, the way it was interesting when like, phase two went because it's like after Avengers and they're like we have to come down because it's emotionally and everything's gonna come down and then we kind of like and we gotta build we gotta start, we could, and then, we gotta build and then all of a sudden we're like oh wait Winter Soldier and we're like Guardians and then we're gonna plateau and we're then, gonna we're gonna drop off a little bit depending on who you are we're gonna drop off a little bit no wait no we're we're gonna we're gonna dip and then we're gonna plateau yeah we're gonna get we're gonna get a we're gonna get the Age of Ultron dip. Yeah, because I'm trying to think how many more movies there are. There's two more. There's two more, and right. this one this one doesn't end with the Avengers, uh, which is interesting. Yeah, I thought that was a strange. I movie. thought it was going to end with Avengers, even as I was, make as I was I was buying the movies, yeah. putting them in order, and I'm going, well, this one is not in the right place. <laughs> this it should end with sense. Avengers. It does not. But we do get Age of Ultron in May of 2015. Yes, I saw this in the theaters. Yeah. Uh, so, applaud me. I made it to the theater to see a film. Can we get some clapping emojis in the chat room? Clap emojis. Anyone got the clapping emojis? Maybe with a pog champ, a pog champ, and a, and a clapping emoji. <laughs> Thank you. Um, this is not a well loved movie. Yeah, seventy five percent on Rotten Tomatoes. That makes it the fifteenth highest rated of how many have they done? Seventeen <laughs> movies. There's so many. There's a lot. <laughs> Come on, Vance. I asked for a pog champ and a clapping emoji, and that's what I get. Hey, thank you, he... Steve's. Thanks, the Capeless Crusaders. <laughs> um, yeah, seventy-five is about right. This is a C minus. This is a C effort. Okay. You you feel you feel different. I think it's a, I think it's a B. They spent three hundred thirty-three million dollars to make okay. this movie. It made worldwide one point four billion dollars. Yeah, Currently, the second most. Really. Behind the Avengers, yeah, okay. Except, um, uh, it looks like Black Panther's going to outpace that, right. and then Infinity War. Is Infinity War is going to kill Infinity all. Infinity War. They've sold. They've pre-sold more tickets in the last seven Marvel movies combined. As for, for pre-sales, yeah, wow, 
yeah it's gonna make two billion it's gonna yeah. be the two billion dollar movie yeah. is what it's gonna come down to um but yeah it looks like black panther's gonna eventually outpace this one and for good reason yeah um but it's not again it's not terrible yeah. i'd rather watch this than a lot of other things yeah um we get a snow base assault mm. you ready for it it's very James Bond. <laughs> yeah, it is. It definitely is. Um, we get to see the twins again. We mm-hmm. still don't get any origin story or anything yep. like that. Yep. And we don't know that they're the twins. We don't really know what that means. We just know that they're the twins. Right. Like, that's all it is. Yeah. Uh, there's a lot of witty banter in this assault. And I think this is why I don't love this movie. Okay. I think one of the things about the first Avengers that works so well is the moments of levity, the moments of comedy. They come at just the right time. They're just the right beat when you need it. In this movie, I feel like they leaned very hard on those. And it takes me out of the action scene. I can see that. There is one bit, and I like it just because it keeps coming back, and it's when when one of them swears, and Captain America says, language. Language. Yeah. And it's it's not funny in the moment to me, but like the fourth time they bring it up to make fun of him, it... That got me. That got me laughing. Are we gonna go with the fact that he said language? <laughs> I, I I think I think it the the comedy was was added to make it seem like they'd been doing this for a while. They'd been like fighting left and right, it's a like comfortable assault. They were, exactly, just, they were friends, and they were just gonna joke because they know there's just another Hydra base. Hey, we been we knock out Hydra bases every other day. Yeah, we we have a routine. Hydra base pizza, exactly. <laughs> Maybe shawarma, depending shawarma on, depending on the day. Depends. It was funny in the moment. Get out of here. <laughs> she doesn't know where I am. I'm in this, I'm in the the safe room, the safe house, the exactly. secret lair. Yeah, the... she's she's not two walls away. <laughs> um, there is solid beats product placement in this in this scene. They look. I'm not mad about you. You make your. You got to make money. They mm. cashed in yeah. in this movie. Yeah. Um. Beats product placement, strong up front. I think there's other product placement in this. Is this... Yeah. We get Audi. Mm -hmm. Five times there are close-ups on Audi logos. Yeah. And then Audi cars just doing work. Yeah. Uh, Yeah. And impractical Audi cars. There were much more... There were much better vehicles to use, but they used Audis. Um, But hey, if it it meant that that the movie... You know, that they get to keep making Marvel movies, then by all means. Yeah. Product placement away. Next, we're just going to have... Tony Stark in a yeah. Domino's t-shirt. I, I, we're getting there. I think the um, the way they had the uh, when when he's at when when Baron Strucker is asking like who who gave the word to the to to open fire and that one just like shell shocked kid. He's like the Avengers and they're like oh well, okay we'll do these things. He's like but the Avengers. But the Avengers. Like it was like very much like oh yeah well this is what we're doing. Yeah. It, it, it definitely yeah. sets no surrender. Tone. I am going to surrender. <laughs> the scene the cgi scene where ultron and jarvis are i don't know what they're talking to each other they're fighting where they're like they're like going through like the network together kind of yeah thing. that didn't do anything for me okay i was like tell change my change my mind here or can you i can't i mean i can't like i i get it was it was uh it was what was it it was um Um, yeah, it, like, so it's when, when, like, when he's, like, the blue swirl, and then he's yeah, the yellow swirl, and, the yellow... and then he, like, starts, like, attacking him. Yeah. I, I, I think there was, I, I don't know how they could have 
I mean, may, maybe even had them as two, like, like digital, like, bodies and have one attack the other. I don't know. We I, probably would have, I probably would talk shit about that, too. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, it, it just it didn't work for me. I'm like, computer programs fighting is not something I'm into, I yeah. guess. It's just not, it's not my thing. Um, they're jumping ahead. Yeah, they're they always jumping ahead yeah, with these kids. Uh, let's play Spot Stanley. Stanley in Ultron. Ah, oh, he's one of the uh, World War II vets. He is at the party. And the party a, is great. The party is great. The party scene is great. <laughs> when he gets dragged away, ex ex drunkenly Excelsior because he had that uh, that Norse yeah. that Asgardian alcohol that yeah. knocks him out. It's great. Uh, yeah, Thor. He's like he dumps it in there and yeah. he just can he and he. It's it, I I like the I like the whole party. Scene. The whole party scene was great. Uh, the really the hammer scene is. The pure hammer's gold. the best. Just, <laughs> my, my favorite. It's a trick. It's a trick. It's Everything a trick. of all of them. Like I love that Cap moves it for a second and all these other things. But the best part is when when Tony and um and, and Rhodey are holding it and he's like represent fool and then they like turn on like the jets like <laughs> yeah and it's like where he's like he's like are you even pulling represent fool yeah i i like i like that scene a lot and uh, and i like thor just sitting there being like it's not going to happen you're yeah. going to move it yeah it moves a little bit he's like oh yeah. wait, wait which is which is uh a little comic accurate is it? Yeah. Yeah. Cap can kind of Cap, can no. It. Cap can actually move it in the comics because he's one of the few people who's worthy because he's because he's Cap. He's a great guy. Yeah. He, he knows he, all the rules. He is worthy of picking up the hammer. There are very few other people in the Marvel universe who are. Yeah. Um. I. That's probably the best scene in the movie. Yeah. Um. Then we get Ultron lives. Mm. He does a. He does a Pinocchio. There's a little Pinocchio shout out. Yeah. There. It's, I don't know if maybe they were like, hey, we got Disney. We can we can use any Disney <laughs> reference we want. Let's use one. Yeah. Free Disney references. Yeah, that's how it goes. Because Cap is the best ever. <laughs> yeah, Cap's great. Yeah, I love him. But yeah, the, um, the yeah, the no strings on me. But it's also like a like a theme, like this whole idea that he's trying to get away yeah, from his father getting... figure. Um I love James Spader's yeah. voice acting. I love I like I love his voice. Right. I don't like that they made I understand it's not strictly a computer program, it's an AI, but he's kinda whiny. Yeah. Like he, there's a scene where something happens and he goes, Oh man. And it's just it kind of kills me. Yeah. But Spader is delivering. Well, yeah, it, it was it was all it was strange at first because you can tell they were there was very obvious motion capture because you had a robot literally making facial expressions like James Spader. Right. The way and he would like the way he like looked like he's very like unique. Yeah, and that didn't none of that worked for me. It made it less menacing, and I didn't want it to be less menacing because they're talking about like cryptically before they're talking about this whatever Ultron is and what yeah. is this and these computer programs fight obviously that should be pretty insidious yeah. that it's taking over and it's gone into the internet and all these yeah. things and, and then it's just kind of like I don't know it's kind of a weird I, dude. I think I think that they did a better job when he um when he's stealing the vibranium and he when he grabs Claw Andy Circus's character and when he when he's like oh he's like someone said that to me before that was Tony Stark and when he like like every like turns red and he's like I'm not Tony Stark and then he cuts off his arm yes and then he's like I'm sorry I'm sorry that to me was a very like like disjointed but like it made sense from like a psychotic like mental break that kind of I can uh, you can I'll take your point there you 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 can change my mind about yeah that but yeah, but like, but I agree overall sometimes he was so emotional and he's kind of it was a little weird it, it didn't make a ton of sense to me. yeah yeah. That, that, that's actually a really good point that he's that he's supposed to be almost unstable which is, is kind of supposed to be scary I'm not getting him as unstable though like yeah. I said I'm getting him as like angsty yeah and and I'm like 
He's, he was just it born yesterday. It didn't feel. It didn't feel unstable. It didn't feel scary. It took me out of it. Okay. It wasn't it was less villainy. Okay. Um, I love Andy Serkis. As, is it pronounced Claw? Claw. Claw. Yeah. Uh, I love him. Is that and because, then because he doesn't have a hand because he doesn't he lost that. Yeah. That's gone. And then he gets a fake hand. Yes. Um, and we're gonna talk about hands in a minute. Yeah. Um, this uh, the first mention of Wakanda. As uh, yeah. Banner saying Wakanada, Wakanada, and and they talk, they tell us a little more about vib- vibranium. Yes, um, which is just it's. This was like the first time since I now having seen Black Panther, and I'm looking at it and going like, wow, they were really laying groundwork, and I yeah. never saw it. Yeah, and I think not not being a comic book reader, I it was yeah. just it's just words. I mean, just right. It's all well, and, and as a comic book fan, you'd be like, oh, that's a great like reference. But I still didn't even know what they were working on. So like that's an awesome reference. Does that mean we're gonna get Black Panther? Like, right. You start the gears turning. Yeah. For me, it was just like doo doo going about <laughs> Walking my day. Up. That sounds funny. Hey, that's funny. And then we get a series of flashbacks for days. Yeah. It's it's fine. I mean, it's one way to it's one way to give us some backstory. Right. It's uh, it's just a it just felt like a lot of flash flashbacks for everyone. Yeah. You get a flashback. <laughs> you get a flashback. Um, and then we get to meet Hawkeye's secret family. Yeah. With Linda Cardellini. That's great. Yeah. Like, they, when you see her, you're like, well, that's clearly Hawkeye's wife. Right. <laughs> like, yeah, I, I love I love the whole house scene. Um, yeah, I think we should get a spinoff uh, sitcom, The Bartons. <laughs> I'd be down with that. I, it could work, right? A little country family kind of kind of thing. There's uh, now they're they're talking about Jared Leto. <laughs> oh man, pass. <laughs> um. So Ultron wants a body. Mm. So we get to, this is where we get to learn. I think the most important thing we learn about vibranium is what it can do. Right. One of the things, and he says what he says. It's the most. It's the most versatile. What does he say? It's the it's the most versatile substance on the planet. Right. And you use it to make a frisbee. Yeah. <laughs> which, which is true. I like it. And but now we're learning more about about vibranium and right. and that that sets up the rest of the of the rest of this movie. Yeah. How how it can bond with with. Like organic like materials and kind of create a skin. Yeah, yeah, it's it's interesting. Yeah, uh, and I and I like it. And it really sets up vibranium as like, oh yeah, this is this is important. This is valuable. Yeah, um, it makes you kind of you know retroactively understand uh, understand claw a right. little bit more. Right. Um, Romanov and Banner mm-hmm. love story. Mm-hmm. Is, there, is that in the comics? Is this a movie? Is this some? Uh, it's a. Mm, if if it, it felt it, to me like. Man, we haven't had a so- we don't have a, a love story. Right, we need a good love story. Yeah, if, I if could it, be wrong. If though. it happened in the comics, I don't remember it. Yeah, you were, you were too young. Yeah, when you read those yesterday. <laughs> uh, Fury's back. Okay. This is this is where it all starts to come together. Fury's right. back. Selvig is Selvig right. is back. We're bringing right. we're bringing the band back together. So, some, someone has a refurbished helicarrier <laughs> with some random well, shield agents that are still ha- cool. Why wouldn't you have a refurbished? I yeah. mean, if you had a helicarrier, would you just like, oh man, it's got it got messed up? I guess we'll just get rid of it. Right. We're gonna hang on to that thing. It's it's neat. We get some more Audi product mm-hmm. placement. <laughs> uh, whiny Ultron. Right. <laughs> whiny Ultron. And then tell me about Vision. Okay. Because. They don't name him as Vision in this. Uh, they right. talk about they they talk about him as your vision. They talk Tony, it's your vision, right. his vision. They say that, but they don't actually na- put a name to him. Paul mm-hmm. Bettany, which how weird would it have been if they couldn't get Paul Bettany yeah. to to actually play in the this movie? This guy's a bread with a British voice, a different actor to play Vision. But tell me about Vision. Um. So. Um. They 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 got it half right. Um. As far as comic accuracy goes. 
so the the vision was not created to be a body for Ultron. It was created to be Ultron's son. So he created the he created the body of Vision and used the brainwaves from Wonder Man, um, who is uh, a, a superhero that's been gone for a while. He just recently returned to the comic books, but he was like hardcore, like West Coast Avengers, kind of a not really generic, but he was super strong, could fly, shoot laser beams. He was an actor though; that was his whole thing. Um, is he was an actor and he was very famous, and um, so his his brainwaves the. Ultron patterned Vision's brainwaves after him. And then he basically turns him, he turns Vision on the Avengers. And um, basically, because he's given him the ability to think and to process and do all that kind of stuff, um, he realizes that Ultron is wrong, humans are good, and kind of has the similar moments that he has with Ultron where we he get, tells him. Yeah, we get a, a scene like that where they yeah. sort of discuss the nature of of humans yeah. but that's all we get so it was it was, it was they, they kind of did it but it, but instead they basically ultron built the body preparing for himself and then they used the mind stone which again ties it into the whole infinity thing um and that's how they explained this whole consciousness being created is is that mind stone part of vision is that part of the comics no. or is that that's just that's that's getting it into the yeah. he Marvel just universe. he just has like he just has like a cool body built by Ultron in the comics. So they've just sort of added, they've, they've just scabbed on. They, they wanted to, to, to connect the infinity stones. Yeah. I'm fine with it. It works. Yeah. Um, he doesn't in, uh, in, he doesn't really know what it is. He even says, maybe it's not in this one. It could be in civil war. He's like, I don't really know what it is. I know it's powerful right. though. Exactly. And they know they stuck it to my forehead. I love <laughs> that. There's a vibranium versus adamantium debate going on in the chat room right now. And it's, uh, that is correct. Adamantium was created in order to replicate vibranium. Adamantium, while it's super strong, vibranium can take any vibration. Absorbs all vibration. Exactly. So in theory, if you were coming at if you were coming at a vibranium shield with an adamantium bat, it would just bounce off. So. So we just shut that down right yeah, now. Yeah, basically. Um, let me see. This is where the movie actually comes together for me when they're all they're sitting around. And it, it's where it's supposed to come together, but this is where I, I started going like, oh, I'm turning around. I'm not. I'm. I'm. I'm liking this movie a lot more. Is when Vision hands Thor his hammer. Right. <laughs> Let's get going. Right. And he hands him Mjolnir. Meow meow. Yeah. That was. And and everyone's just like the looks on everyone's face, which is like crazy. that's that's it because everyone's like we don't trust this guy, we don't trust this guy, and then he does that. And it's like, what we trust that? Well, I guess yeah. That's yeah. good enough for it's good enough for us. Yeah, we'll take it. Um. And then as they're as they're sort of going into battle, we get the we get another classic Captain America speech, rallying everyone. The, yeah. the people of Sokovia they didn't right. they didn't want to be a part of. This. It's a good, it's another good one. It, yeah. Dare I say it's a, it's the best Captain America rousing to battle speech. It's a, when when he says, uh, um, "If you get hurt, shake it off," or uh, yeah, if, if you get killed, kill him back, or whatever. Like when he like gives that yeah, speech, yeah. Yeah, he's like he's like if you if you get hurt, keep fighting. If you get killed, shake it off. Yeah, or something yeah. like that. It's a good one. Yeah. I like it. It's a wonderful speech. Yeah. Um. So there's no more Jarvis. Right. So we have Friday. Right. My girl Friday. Tell me about Friday. So Friday. Um. So because originally it's an Irish lass. Yes. In the original comics, um, walk it off. Thank you. Uh, in the original comics, Jarvis was a butler. Jarvis was the butler of the Avengers. He was the the Stark's butler, kind of like Alfred to Batman, but not nearly as awesome. 
Um, and Jarvis was then the butler at the Avenger Mansion. Um, and now I'm sad there's no Avenger Mansion in yeah, this movie. No, they don't have it. Um, but uh, I love that the I love that my wife is the one finding the comic references. Um, but the uh, yeah, but Jarvis. So Jarvis was originally a person, and then since then, in the current comics, Jarvis is gone, and he is an I. He's an AI. Um, so basically, they went that route right out the gate with the movies where they just made him the AI, but now that AI no longer exists. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Tony, Tony was always working on other AIs. So now he basically just booted up another one and made it a woman. Yeah. They make it, he's like, he's like sorting through thumb drives. Exactly. Looking for the one that he wanted. Yeah. Um, and he gets my girl Friday. Yep. It works. Yeah. She's just an AI. Yeah. Just another, she's, she's, she's new Jarvis. Yep. Um, let's see in the, we get the helicarrier comes back. Um, Romanoff, when she provokes Banner, she needs the Hulk. Yeah. Oh, she's so mean. Yeah. Just push him. She just yeah. chucks him off a building. But it works. She she gets what yeah, she the, wants. The, yeah, their, their love story is weird to me. It's I don't hate it the way a lot of people do, but it's, it's it's odd. I don't hate it because I think it's the only it's the only mechanism that they can use to keep given the banner that they've created. Yeah. The the, the persona that they've created for him. Without the love story, there's no way that character makes the choice to to, to stay right he right. would he would have run off long ago and you'd be you would be without a hulk that's in true. your movies so i think as far as mechanisms to get him to stay as a motivation it's it works uh, so i don't have a huge problem with it and it's not it's not over the top we're not making romantic comedies about them right. yet avengers Waiting 4 for yeah <laughs> avengers 4 sex in the city <laughs> <laughs> Meets friends. It's gonna be awesome. Uh, yeah, it's gonna be really cool. Vision in the fight scene. Vision is dealing. Yes. And so we're understanding the power of the Mind Stone. We're understanding Vision's power. Is right. he the most powerful Avenger at this point? Um, I think the argument could be made that he has a lot of untapped potential because he. I mean, yeah, he, he has. He has a vibranium body, so he has the strong. One of the strongest materials on the planet. His body is made out of. He can change his density at will. Yeah, he can like fly through walls mm-hmm. and through people. Mm-hmm. Um, and but he can also make himself super dense and super heavy. Oh. So um, have we seen him do that? In uh, did you see Civil War? I have seen Civil War. In Civil War, part of this. But so I have in seen Civil War, when um, when when Wanda tries to escape, she activates that power, which is why he collapses through everything. <laughs> that, okay. So that but so he has not done it himself, but we see that happen. But we know that but he can <clears throat> Yeah, so he could change his density, so he could he's fly super strong and he has the mind stone which can which can turn into like a beam and stuff. So I wouldn't necessarily say he's uh the strongest, because I don't I mean he Hulk might be able to to Yeah, we don't really we don't really we know that. yeah, we haven't seen them actually like, like in a off. lot of ways he's like it's like he's he's Thor right wearing the Black Panther suit. You know, right. He's covered himself in vibranium. Right. Basically, plus he has magical powers. Yeah, he can go through yeah. walls, and and, he can and, shoot and, and in theory, he could like, like he could, you know, become like incorporeal or corporeal, whatever. He could like reach in, grab your heart, and then become and like, then like and become Kalima. Uh, exactly, and like break and like kill you. So in theory, he could. But like he reach also has a laser that blasts out of his forehead, so he's, he could do that. too. He's kind of the strongest. He seems to me to be the strongest. Yeah, I don't know how you beat. How you would beat Vision? Yeah. Well, we're we're gonna find we're out. Gonna find out. Yeah. Um, April twenty ninth. Twenty ninth is it? Yeah. Oh boy. Um, okay. So in the end, Vision kills Ultron. Yeah. The last instance right. of Ultron, and it kind of just ends. Yeah. 
is good. But we get the 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 cap on the movie is a new Avengers facility mm-hmm. with kind of a new lineup of Avengers. Exactly, the new Avengers. And let me see if I'm getting this right: Captain America, mm-hmm. Black Widow, yeah, yeah. Vision, Scarlet Witch. Mm-hmm. Are we calling her that in the movies? Or are they not allowed to call? I don't her that? think that. So they they can because they call him in the. Well, that's actually a really good question. They, I don't know if they have the rights to my. That. My recollection is they only call her Wanda. Yeah, I've only heard Wanda. So I don't know if maybe they can't call her Scarlet Witch. I, think I only learned that name from Google. Did they her. refer to her about the, as a witch at one point? I'm not sure. That's actually a really good point. Maybe. But yeah, but Scarlet Witch. Uh, <laughs> I wrote here Wings Guy because I could not remember Falcon in the moment. <laughs> <laughs> Wings Guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Wig Guy. Falcon. Uh, and the Iron Patriot. Uh, War Machine. Is he, go- he goes back to War Machine? Yeah. They don't actually name him as, as that until when do the, when do they call him War Machine again? Um, so well, they, I mean, they, they haven't yet, but yeah. they, I mean, in and in, in some more, they just call him Rhodey, right? Yeah, but but, he, but no, no, he because he goes, he starts as War Machine. They rebrand him as Iron Patriot. In, I know, no, in the in the the party scene, mm-hmm. he, he he like when he like talks about like when he refers to himself as War Machine when he's telling the stories. Okay, about, like, he drops it. Oh, I dropped a yeah. tank yeah. and yeah. Okay, so that's so I missed yeah. it. Yeah, so they, they, yeah, he goes back not to perfect. Being perfect. Lovers, not experts. Well, he's an expert. <laughs> um, so okay, so War Machine. Mm-hmm. That might take it, everybody. Yeah, yeah. And everybody else is kind of deciding. What yeah, they Hulk, do with Hulk their is lives. Hulk is going off. He's trying to keep thing. it contained. Tony is uh, Tony's Tony. He's he's supporting, but at the same time, he's kind of questioning. Yeah, he's kind of questioning. Uh, Thor is back on Asgard, being an Asgardian. Yeah, yeah. So they, so we don't. I mean, especially not knowing the comics, we're going okay. So the we we got it's like Menudo. We're still the Avengers, but we have new members. Yeah. Tony is stalking Spider Man. Thank you, Ru. <laughs> yeah, that's what he is. <laughs> that is what he's doing creepily. Man. Yeah, Spider Man's what sixteen? Not yeah. creepy at all. Yeah. Post credit scene, we see Thanos, mm-hmm. and he says, "Fine, I'll, I'll do, do it, it myself." Um, and then we see the Infinity Gauntlet. Is it empty at this point? He has no stones. He has no stones. So he's just he's just a guy putting on a putting on a gold glove yeah. for no so, reason. So it's it's funny because we it has no powers at this point. No, it's, it's just, just a gauntlet. gauntlet. In the in the comics, he literally just has yellow gloves and he like attaches the stones and it becomes I'm imagining it was yellow kitchen gloves, like basically. Um but then yeah, a little bit. Yeah, but then now but now he now it's like this like this armor. It's thing. a real deal. Um so it's it's, it's one movie of those, magic. Because we cause we talked about it the way like once because Thor actually mentions, I believe in Dark World. Was it Dark World or, or Ultron? He basically says now that like the now that the, the now that the infinity stones have started to appear, he says at the at the end when he's walking with um when they're d- debating if uh an elevator could be. If an ele- it doesn't count if an elevator yeah. is because vision, it's like he's not actually human. It's like put an it elevator doesn't count. doesn't count. But uh, what about an elevator? An yeah. elevator's not worth it. But Thor wants to leave because he's worried about how many infinity stones have appeared recently. Um, he says it's not a coincidence that exactly. they're starting to appear. Exactly. And it's kind of like uh it's because I, I kind of have this theory that Thanos is basically like because he I don't know if he he has to know that the staff and the Tesseract are Infinity Stones, but it's almost like he gets them out there like he he like distributes them so that they'll like bring out the other ones and then he'll kind of collect them all. Mm. But it's also kind of like when he says that final do it myself, it's almost kind of like he did have like he had intentions, like he had plans. Well, like he's gonna he's gonna use uh, Loki and he's gonna use uh, the. Halitosis Four Thumbs. I can't yeah. think of his name. Yeah. I don't remember. Yeah, I can't remember his name either. But he's gonna use him. He's Sandy Rivers. Sandy Rivers. <laughs> he's got he's got plans, yeah. and 
the Avengers are thwarting those plans. Yeah. So he says, all right, fine. If you want something done right, yeah. you have to do it yourself. Exactly. And finally, Ant-Man. Mm. We're going to end mm. phase two yeah. with the least known... <laughs> character <laughs> i had never heard of ant-man yeah, yeah yeah but was interesting it took me far too long to make a connection between spider-man and ant-man right like in the just just the names in the right. sense of like like spider-man makes sense i've heard of spider-man since i was like you know a kid yeah and then like ant-man i'm like that is a dumb name and then i was like wait bug man spider-man like it fine yeah I, never heard of ant-man talk me through ant-man uh so the way they did it uh, is is actually interesting. So, Paul Rudd, who knew, is Scott Lang. <laughs> Scott Lang being a uh, basically um, what's the term? Not dishonored, but he's uh, he was uh, a uh, a mechanical engineer, a disgraced mechanical engineer because he um, basically Robin Hood did the company he was working for. So he's a burglar. Um, the original. Ant-Man was Hank Pym. Um, so Hank Pym being played by... Um, Michael Douglas. Thank you, Michael Douglas. Fantastic. Yeah. They can literally get anyone they want for yeah. these movies. So... They uh, could reanimate, like, Marlon Brando <laughs> and Orson Welles, and they'd say, like, yeah, I'll do it. So so Hank Pym was part of the original early Avengers, um, and Ant-Man and the Wasp were very early... These Avengers. are in... In the comics. Early Avengers comics. Early, early Avengers, um, and his ability was... He could shrink down to the size of an ant. He had a helmet that allowed him to control ants, and he basically had the he had the strength, like the uh, he keeps the relative strength exactly of his full size when he's when he's small. exactly. So, um, which this movie almost nails. There are some very interesting continuity things where they're like he's he keeps the same size so when he falls he cracks stuff, and then sometimes when he's little he doesn't. Yeah. He's little, like he's yeah. lightweight. It's a uh, it's a tough needle to thread. Yeah, it's it's well, it's tough to explain that science. Um, the thing about Hank science. Pym, yeah. the thing about Hank Pym is that they rebranded him so many times in the comic books. He was Ant Man, he was Yellow Jacket, he was Giant Man. Um, he has passed on his mantle before. He's basically much less successful Tony Stark. That's always been Hank Pym. Whereas Tony had all the money, Hank Pym was always making mistakes, but he was just as smart. They referenced that in this movie a little bit um, with Cross basically saying, like, we're finally taking your company into the big time. Something right. to that effect, which is right. like, they do sort of reference the fact that he never really got yeah. to that next level. Well, and and in, in the movie, they made it seem like it, he did that by choice. Like, he didn't want yeah, to he, sell out. He, but well, the, and he's like, I'm not letting anyone get yeah. the Pym particle. Yeah, in the comic, he, down. he just kept messing up in the comics. <laughs> so, but he's still... Uh, one well, of the one of the most intelligent people in the Marvel universe. Well, if they wanted to do it, play it that way, they would have got like Mr. Bean to play him <laughs> in the movie. That would have been solid. That would it would have worked. And he's probably going to show up in a movie it. at some I'd point. I'd be down with it. Um, so this movie starts in 1989, and we get we learn about the Pym particle because mm -hmm. he's having a conversation with um, with John Slattery playing uh, Stark, Howard Stark, Howard Stark, um, which is just I love that. I yeah. love. John Slattery's Howard yeah. Stark. It yeah. just fits so well. It, it's phenomenal. Um, and which was which was cool to see to see that and it immediately was like okay, all of these stories are connected. Right. Like it, it and I think for for somebody who's like, what is Ant? Who's Ant Man? That doesn't make any sense. It was like okay, well, I'm I'm already buying in. He's part of the he's part of right. the gang. Right. Um, and then he separates himself from it. 
which and, explains why he's not involved up until this point. Right. He we just he's he's coming back in. Um, he lays a he lays a serious right hook, I think. Yeah. Uh, which is just great to see, just like Michael Douglas, just throwing heat, right? <laughs> like, um, and Paul Rudd, we get his backstory. We get uh, what, his name. Scott Lang. Scott Lang. We get his backstory. We get a little bit of that. He gets a job at Baskin Robbins. I love the Baskin Robbins always, <laughs> always finds, finds out. out that's in the yes, it's in the chat. Uh, oh. Baskin Robbins always finds the out. manager. That's... The manager is like, yeah, it's awesome. Yeah, I gotta fire. I you. gotta fire you. <laughs> Look, you want to take one of those mango fruity blasts on the way out? I won't, I won't say. I won't say anything. Uh, yeah, and he goes back to the apartment. Oh, they found you. Yeah, Baskin Robbins always finds out. <laughs> Uh, uh, Ti is in that. Yeah, one of the, I love that. Um, Michael Pena, he's great. Mm-hmm. He, I don't, I know who he is. Mm-hmm. I don't, I don't remember what else I've seen him in. Right. Steve's hit me. <laughs> um, Let's put the kids to bed. But yeah, I don't, uh, I don't know what else I've seen him in. But he's yeah. great in this. Yeah. He's fantastic. <laughs> the way when he when he explains like the yeah him telling the like, story. So my cousin, the wrong girl. Those are the wrong details. Um. Going to Judy Greer as as Lang's ex wife, mm-hmm. Bobby Cannavale as his as her new husband. They right. can get anyone in these movies. It's true. It's like true. they they were they were great. It won't be long before we get. Uh, it won't be long before we we just get, like, they just go to the Oscars to film the Avengers movie. <laughs> they just shoot it all. They're just like, all right, uh, please please step you, forward. You go up. You present an award. You're gonna you be accept this an award. You go off to the side and shoot an Avengers scene. You're you're gonna be this character. Go for it. Uh, Corey Stahl as uh, as Darren Cross. Mm. Uh, that's perfect casting yeah. to me. I don't know him from the comics, but he's so the perfect amount of devious yeah. and and a little bit charming. I, I actually I actually it's it's interesting. I like Darren Cross in the movies more than I like him in the comics. Really? Because <laughs> in the comics he's like he's like this weird like he's experimented on himself and he's kind of a monster. Um, and it's all about basically like it's either him or his dad. Someone needs like a heart thing and there's something that pin particles can do to save their life and like he won't give it to them. And it, it, it's this weird, strange, like, yeah, it's... They play on that here, is him being pretty cold-blooded. They're yeah, like, and that's hey, why I, I thought we were, Like, I thought we were going to use a mouse. Like, now nah, I'm going to vaporize the cutest animal in the world. Yeah, it, 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 like... they, made him, they made him much less, like, reliant on a strange story. It made him like a real, like, a real, like, cutthroat person that could exist. Yeah, he's just... Which I like. Yeah. Yeah, we've, we've, we've met... In our lives, we've come across somebody who's just as just as sadistic feeling as this guy. Right, <laughs> he is. Um, Evangeline Lilly. Mm. I when I saw her on screen, it was like shocking because I was like, I was like, they get, they got everybody, and I and I also did not realize how big of a part she was going to play. Yes, and they play that spy. Yeah, well, they play that spy scene. Uh, you know, with that the double cross right. nicely. Yeah. Um, so I was like, why is she playing such a small role? Aha! Aha! <laughs> um. I like the 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 first time Ant Man shrinks. Mm-hmm. Um, he calls it a trial by fire yeah. or by water. Um, it reminded me of Honey I Shrunk the Kids <laughs> so hard. Yeah, yeah. I couldn't get past it, but it, I didn't mind it. Yeah, that was I loved Honey I Shrunk the Kids. Yeah, um, and then it also reminded me of the scene in that where they befriend ants. Right, <laughs> and they have. It's true. Um, it was dead on. Yeah. Um, this was good. Um, yeah, <laughs> kids here. Um, they have an ant-based prison escape scene. Right. It works. Uh, I like that he was there one minute and then he was gone. Yeah. They sort of... I, I like the idea that all of the cops just sort of like... The, the cage doesn't know and they can't see the guy anywhere. They just buy like, well, he clearly escaped. Right. 
when your first thought would have been like, all right, who screwed up? Yeah. <laughs> I'd have been pointing fingers so fast. This door's locked. What's happening? Yeah. Um, them infiltrating Pym Tech to yes. get in there reminded me of Ocean's Eleven. Yeah. Um, the way, the, the storytelling aspect mm-hmm. of it is really great. And it just like sucked me in. It was really good. I To say that I was pleasantly surprised by this movie because I went in with zero expectations. Yeah. Um, not low expectations, like I didn't think it was any good. I had no idea what to expect, and and I liked so much of this movie. I, I think again, it was kind of it was kind of a weird phase two. They took some weird gambles. It was because kind of, like I I never Ant-Man's saw out of nowhere. I never saw Ant Man or Guardians ever being a thing, and they both to me did really great. Um, I thought I, I thought it was also a really good idea to not go with traditional Hank Pym, like having Hank Pym be the advisor, like like spirit guide to Scott Lang made total sense to allow to tie it in. Like you were saying, tie it into shield, then also give it rather than having another scientist guy having, I mean, he, cause he is, I mean, he's an engineer, but like, that's not, that's not his, his, his he's not a super genius like Hank Pym. Yeah. It, it kind of, I feel like it, it really does give the story a lot of legs uh, mm-hmm. because it also, it, it opens it up. It's right. like, it's not just like, uh, look, nobody else can be Thor. He can't pass on being Thor. Right. Um, you know, but this is strictly a matter of, of science and training. Yeah. Um, which, which, I mean, even nobody can be Tony Stark. Like you can have, you can wear an Iron Man suit, but you can't have Tony Stark's brain. Right. You know, that kind of thing. So in this sense, this is a different sort of take on that, uh, which, which works. And Paul Rudd plays it, uh, really well. Yeah, it is. Um, going on, let's see. Um, oh, I loved in the, in the fight scene when, Ant-Man is shrunken down and he's running on the model of Pym, of, of the Pym building that, right. that's going to be the cross. Right, and they're like shooting it. And they're shooting it and it's just like it would be if it was full size. Yeah. But it's it's on this little model so the styrofoam's blasting everyone. I thought it was incredibly clever. Um, much like the tank which they showed you earlier. It's very it's Chekhov's tank where they show you the tank and you're like, all right, I guess we're just going to show people's keychains in this movie. Yeah. Um, and then once you find out what's going out. on, it just goes barely out. Um, the yellow jacket getting stuck on the bug zapper was like, should have seen that coming a lot from a, a lot further away. I didn't see it coming, but it still didn't, it didn't feel corny at all. Yeah. It's just like, yeah, it's a movie about bug guys. Yeah, of course. Bug zapper. <laughs> um, but I'm also glad that's not how they killed him. Right. Like, it would have been, been so real lame. <laughs> lame if it was I beat him. Bug Zapper I beat him. He's stuck up there. Uh, the toy train fight scene, so also good. so good, so clever. It's a, it's such a an action movie trope to have fights on trains. We get yeah. it in Mission Impossible. We get it in Bond. We get it in another Avengers movie. We Or in another in another Marvel movie. Right. We get all these. And this, they do a train fight scene. Yeah. But, but it's tiny, tiny on a like Thomas the Tank Engine train, and, and when it derails out. and it's just bloop, it just falls over. Off he's like, get it running. So it's it's so clever. It's so <laughs> smart. Full side, it just goes out the front <laughs> of the house. Full side out the front of the house. Eyes just going back and, and forth. Yes, uh, that that cracked me up. Yeah, I thought, this epic thought fight with just these tiny trains. Exactly. Yes, um, I thought it was really good. Uh, let's see, giant Thomas the train. Uh, Ant-Man goes subatomic. Mm. The only, my only problem with that scene is they don't explain where the idea came from for right. him to put the thing in the regulator and make himself big again, right. which is just sort of like, uh, like 
like you said, he's not a super genius. Right. He doesn't have this, but all of a sudden, in the moment of being of going subatomic, and they have the scene of like, well, this is how the mom died, and this is all these things, and then he's just like, well, let me just shove this thing in here and see yeah. what happens. I would have liked to have seen a little more sort of like reasoning behind that, or, right. or some sort of like grand, because it's a great mechanic of him like i got these nifty little things and this is going to get me out of it but it just was like oh so i guess he's now a genius yeah like super smart yeah i'll buy it though because the rest of the movie well and it's like and because i mean at one point when he's when he's messing with it and he's talking to pim and pim's like don't mess with that because you could go subatomic it's like he kind of knew he knew the functionality of it but i i would have even i would have even rather seen him like rather than just doing it like him almost like panicking and like, like breaking it or yeah and like, and like and, and like, like trying to piece it back together or yeah something. yeah um, so it in it, it, it was in the moment it was just kind of like oh, oh hey but well and there's the there's the voiceover going on where you're hearing the echoes of the stuff from previous yeah. in the in the movie and the echoes of what's happening as he's going into the quantum realm i thought one of those was going to something that was said was going to indicate to him like how he gets out of it. Right. Like, it was going to be a clue and it's not. As opposed to him just hearing his daughter. So that makes and him, do, makes it him want to do it. Exactly. Like, exactly. So it's rather than figuring it out, he wants it. To so there's it. not, it, yeah, it's just, a, it's, it's just kind of, where there's feels, a will, there's a way. Yeah. It just feels a little bit like a deus ex machina where yeah, it's yeah. just kind of like, Hey, we're magically going to get out of this situation. Okay, okay. Um, but I'm not mad about it. Yeah. It works. Yeah. You know where Stan Lee is? I just watched this the other night. I have to know. It's it, wait. I mean, I'm already saying he's in the end. You know that it's towards the end. Yeah, yeah. I can't remember where was he. He's a bartender. In the bar at the end of the movie, he plays a bartender. Really, it's a small one. Oh yeah, duh. Yeah, it's not huge. Huh. It's just a little one. It's a good one, but it, it, of all of them, it's probably like the least sort of like revealed yeah, yeah. Of, of all of them. Um, but it, it, you know, you got to get there. him. You got to get him. He was there. there. He was there. Post credits, uh, Pim gives Hope the wasp, wasp suit, prototype suit. Yeah. And they decide we're going to finish it, um, which we know now that we're getting Ant Man and the Wasp. Right. Um, at the time, we didn't, but they're setting up a sequel, and you know that, and so right. it's interesting. Um, did you when you saw that were you like sweet we're getting Ant Man and the Wasp? I didn't know it was gonna be Ant Man the Wasp. I'm like, but yeah, like I, I knew like cool, she's gonna be the Wasp. Like it, awesome. it, it totally made sense. Yeah, you definitely. Um, I mean, they're setting it up, and then a second post credit scene is just a scene from Civil War, which we don't know that it's a scene from right. Civil War yet. Yeah, but, but it's they, uh, Bucky in the Vice. Yeah, and they mentioned um, like I know a guy. Yeah, and the, I know a guy because Mackie knows knows him now through that. Again, through the the weird, like, like did, did he tell you? Tell did my cousin? Because I'm my cousin. Because I know Ant Man. Yeah, and I told him because I know Ant Man because I'm like super smart, right? Like, and what did he say? And he said, "Yeah." He said, "Yeah." <laughs> and then, and then the the flash on the screen of Ant Man will return. Yeah. So we know he's coming back. We don't right. know. We don't know when or where at this point. Right. Um, especially, we we also know that we're getting a wasp. We know we're getting a sequel. Right. Does he figure into the Avengers, the Avengers universe in the comics? Yeah. Or oh, yeah. is this is this them? No, he, he's, he's he's part he's of the Avengers. Avenger. Yeah, he's an Avenger. So the Wasp is an Avenger. Hank Pym and uh, and uh, and um, Janet Van Dyne they were they previously. Were, yeah, they were founding members of the Avengers in the comics. 
and Scott Lang and the current Wasp are current Avengers. So, um, so yeah, so we, but we don't know how they're going to fit yet because we know they, they work into civil war. We know how Ant-Man works into civil war because they bring him in. We don't yet know how he's going to fit into infinity war. Okay. That's the, yeah, I think that's what I'm, I'm yeah. driving at. Especially because we haven't, we didn't see him or hope in the trailers. We didn't see a right. we didn't see a handful of characters in the trailers. There so was a big to do about not seeing Hawkeye. not seeing Hawkeye in the right. trailer. Yeah, so uh, we're not sure. But I mean, of course, there's another movie, and Ant Man and the Wasp is gonna be the first movie after Infinity War. After Infinity War, yeah. and so, then we already know we're getting that originally it was gonna be Infinity War Part Two. Now they're just calling it Avengers Four. Yeah, um, which I don't know if that tells us very much. I it, it really I doesn't. It, I feel like. I, I think a lot is being made of that. Like, yeah, of course. Like, oh, well, they're, maybe that they, must they, mean this. They've got to do this. And I was like, maybe they just didn't want it to feel like it was like you were only getting half a movie. Yeah. <laughs> it yeah. couldn't be that simple. Um, so where do we go from here? We are finished phase two. Phase two. On to phase three. On to phase three. And I've, we, we start with, where do we start with? Civil War. Mm. Which I had not seen before. You haven't? I, I have watched. Oh, okay. I've watched it since. Okay. since. I've watched it now for this but i had this was my first civil war viewing uh wait so, are you going into phase no, three no, 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 no. okay no. i was like it, it is no. late <laughs> no i'm saying i'm saying i'm so excited yeah. that i had to go straight from phase yeah. two to phase three C- civil movies. war civil war is was phenomenal well i look forward to it, to diving into yes it. oh it's gonna be good well that about wraps it up for this week's episode of the Capeless Crusaders, in parentheses, the Clueless Crusader. Uh, <laughs> my name is David Barry at Dr. Barry on varying social media platforms. I'm, of course, joined by Mickey at, at uh, Dad is Unemployed Dad on Instagram is unemployed. and Twitter. Yes, we're not talking about the helicopter scene yet. Anyway, <laughs> for anything related to the Capeless Crusaders, the previous Clueless Crusaders, where we talked about Phase 1, any of our other content, you can go to the Capeless Crusaders dot com everything lives there that links to our youtube you're watching this on twitch right now you're re-watching on twitch you can hit the follow you can hit the subscribe we would love you if you would do those or if you're on youtube they're down here and you could hit them there or if you're on audio then you don't know what i'm gesturing at because you're just listening to the words so don't worry about that thank you to our sponsors empires comics vault and computer booter this is difficult when this is so backwards and everything thank you for joining me mickey we will wrap this up Next week, I believe. Next week, and then we're heading into Infinity War, like a like a like a Thomas the Tank Engine flying out of the upstairs <laughs> of a of a suburban home. Anyway, for the Capeless Crusaders, good night. Uh-huh.